エクセリオンは健在私たちの左下方にいるわお姉さまあれを使うわえよくってよ Hey everyone, it's time for another episode of Chuchigatri Unlimited Train Works. See, I, I stopped doing the number title thing now, so I don't mess it up. I messed it up last time. I looked, I said the wrong number. Never happening ever again. I'm gonna be safe.、Um, this episode is the gun slash die buster special because I demanded it.、Uh, and with me to talk about this is Elvi. Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> You're here. With, with you. <laughs> with me. And Trixie. And everyone else. Hello. Yeah. And John. Hi. Hi. So, yeah, we're all here to talk about the Busters. The first and the second Buster. Well, I don't know if you could say gun is one, but die is definitely supposed to be two, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's labeled Gunbuster 2 on a lot it of stuff. It is, yeah.、So. That's weird, because, I don't know. It's what it's called. It's what it's called. I like that it was called Project Top. I thought that was cool. Because, Top. Very Gynax thing. Yeah. They, have, they couldn't decide what title. <laughs> they needed,、um, like, three. Yeah. They sure did for fucking Die Buster. I, I was like, because when I was like looking, I was like, like when you watch the anime, honestly, like three different fucking titles pop at the beginning to tell you what the anime is. They're sticking is. to it at like, least.、Oh, yeah. They are sticking to it.、Mm-hmm. Um, Committing to it. And they should because、uh, I like Gunbuster and Die Buster quite a bit.、Mm-hmm. Not that they're not without their flaws, but we'll get into that.、Um, This time, I think I can, I can describe these things and I won't make John do it because I know these things.、Uh, <laughs> um, so, Gunbuster was an OVA from what, 1989? Something like that, yeah. It's old. It was like 88, 89. It, it's old.、Um, yeah, and it was about, <laughs> you know, it was directed by Ano, Hideki Ano, who did the Evangelion, and it also had like. You know, it was Gainax at large, and Gainax back then, pretty cool, you know. It was his first、um, director、Directory. gig. Yeah. 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 Which is wild.、Uh-huh. But you can also sort of tell that,、uh, that, well, that he was the director at the very least, and you can also see how these things went into Evangelion. <laughs>、um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's, it was six episodes, you know. It was. Pretty liked at the time. It also was a production disaster <laughs> to an extent. And Ano was like, ah, and then got more depression from everything else that happened after that. And then, you know, you know.、Yeah. Um, and then Die Buster was made 20 years later or something. And it follows, like, I forgot to say what Gumbuster was about. <laughs> 
<laughs> Gumbuster is about a girl named Noriko, and she's her dad died in space because of evil space bugs. So she decides to go in space, and she's gonna fight the evil space bugs with the Buster, the Gun Buster. <laughs> that's what it is. Buster that, machine. That's such an excellent synopsis. Yeah. that's it. Really, that's what it is. And. Um, <laughs> And there's, uh, like, she has a coach, and Onesama, and uh, Jung, who, you know? She, I don't know what she was. <laughs> she, uh, if you look at the PC-98 game, she's a communist, apparently. Okay, so. what, uh, okay we'll get into that later. Sorry, interrupting you. Yeah, no, 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 no. I had fine. a lot of questions about her. <laughs> well, we can get to that. Um, uh, and then, so, Die Buster... <laughs> came out like i said and um it was supposed to be like you know a, a 20th anniversary thing and they did it as an ova that was fucking what 2004 i think yeah, yeah. so it was a 20th anniversary for uh, gynax not just gunbuster but mm-hmm. um and that one's about more blatant lesbians and um <laughs> It's about this robot maid who decides she's going to become a robot pilot. Or, robot pilot. Space pilot who pilots a robot. Like a Buster's. Uh, like Lalk Milk the <laughs> Lark. Wow. The names. And the, the names. It's a very good name. I don't know. I like well, it. She... And then there's people just named Roy. <laughs> and Tycho or Taicho? Yeah, no. Well, Lalk or whatever. I don't know. I couldn't tell yeah. how to... Pro- they call her Princess as a nickname, so I guess we can yeah. also settle for that. Princess. Yeah, but... And, um, <laughs> but, and uh, so Nono the, is the robot make girl, and she wants to be like Nono-ri, who is just, well, you know. You know. Mm-hmm. You know. Mm-hmm. And they, 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 they're they just fighting their own things that aren't just specifically bugs. They could be anything, you know? gravity wells something whatever that means i don't know uh find out and then both of these lead into the best anime of all time but i'll talk about that later um yeah so who wants to go first um about gumbuster probably i think we should probably start with right yeah, or do you want to be like free flow? Honestly, I feel like we could just like sit down and have like an a normal size conversation about each of these shows because they are very dense. Yeah, um, but they're only six, six episodes. Epi- <laughs> they're six episodes each, but it really felt like watching a twelve episode full show for each of them. Um, I, I guess I could go ahead. Uh, Gumbuster was really really good. Um, it's super apparent how, like, influential it was for the entire genre of mecha and anime in general. It just sets the stage for everything, it feels like. Um, the characters are, well, they're pretty archetypical, um... They're pretty much the characters that you would see in a lot of shows these days. Um, and it's, you know, a little hard to divorce it from that at times. But it's still fun enough and still interesting enough that I think it's still absolutely worth watching today. 
Um, it's it's a bit of anime history. It's the sort of thing where it's like, yeah, you should absolutely watch this to, you know, know where your favorite stuff came from, or maybe some of the, maybe even some of the dumb uh, stuff that you roll your eyes at. There's some of that in here too. Um, but overall, I think it is a very good piece of anime history, and I do think people should watch it today. Yeah, no, yeah. Um, I was gonna say with Gunbuster specifically. Um, especially I want you, when you mentioned about the archetypes that show up with the characters you, you know, the show, um, introduces you to, it's like, well, these actually might be the very characters that influence this, those archetypes later on you see in a lot of anime. So yeah, the show not, you know, it was not only influential to like Gainax's like, like work later on, but I agree, it like seems to have influenced like like tons of sci-fi and specifically mech anime like moving onwards and it's kind of cool like how between both of the shows um you know gun gunbuster specifically predating evangelion and then diebuster specifically predating uh gurren Logan. and like it's kind of cool to see um these two different er- like you know how very specific they are within their own like eras like gunbuster is like obviously like very spe- specific to the 80s whereas Diebuster is like, oh yeah, this is like anime entering the digital age, or like uh, the 2000s anime entering, like, you know, transitioning into like digital, like animation mm-hmm. into a digital style production, and like those sort of like, like those sort of archetypes that were very common and around that time and other tropes. Um, yeah, oh my gosh, yeah, I loved it, and like I'm just like kicking myself that I, I don't know why I never heard of this before, and I'm sure this, I'm I'm sure the series was like well I well known and like really successful for its time. I mean, nonetheless, it even had like these cute like after school kind of like science lesson things trying to justify the logic of the show per episode. It was very cute. So I would assume that like there was like a strong reception to this like in some capacity because I really love like. I really love mech, like, anime and all that. Like, I love the Macross franchise. Like, when I went into this, I, like, literally, like, the first few seconds of the first episode, I was just losing my mind. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, I, I, like a blast to the past, like, of the the um, 80s style production of anime. Like, this style, like, you know, this art style is really great, and I just love it. Um, oh, it's so too. It's so charming, and even with the artifacts you see in the film and, like, how this was shot at the time, and, like, the fact that it's not, it's not, at least in the, in, at least on the platform I did watch it, like, it wasn't great at all. But I don't know, it just added to that charm of, like, wow. Um, and, yeah, just and just even how it was animated, you can feel, like, all the fun and love put into it. But, yeah, I really loved Gunbuster. Um, you know, before I get into even more specifics, that's my general statement on it for a lot of reasons. I, I don't know, I felt, I felt very, <laughs> I, yeah, it, it just felt very natural to me that I would like it um, going into it. And I, I think, like, how it looks, too, was a big part in it as well um and despite all the i don't know and despite all like the horrible things that you know like that go on the shit that goes down in the series um as you know as with die buster itself i, I die buster as well um something about the show was very optimistic you know it was very optimistic and i, I think that's yeah, the message it was trying to sure. give yeah yeah anyway and in, in, in both series you know as we go more specific about how they connect <laughs> It's kind of surprising how optimistic a uh, gunbuster was, considering how strongly uh, anti-military mm-hmm. and it was. Yeah, no, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I thought that's uh, something that I really liked about it was that, like, sort of sense of, like, like there's a lot of desperation mm-hmm. in Gunbuster specifically. I'd say Diebuster has some too, but I feel like Gunbuster has, like, a lot more, like, forced uh, forcefulness behind it. And, uh, like, they... 
they fucking blow up Jupiter to kill like <laughs> some of the aliens. Like fuck, they, like whatever. They're like, yeah, we'll blow up some more planets. Who cares? Whatever. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Like, we need we need to survive. We need to do literally anything we can to protect ourselves and protect the Earth. But they're still like, it was terrible that that happened. But then it's like, but we can still move on and it can be fine. You know, like that's mm. sort of like what happens. Yeah, then. it felt very. Uh grounded and almost realistic in a way despite how over the top crazy it was Mm. uh i really liked gunbuster uh the animation was charming especially uh i don't know how popular of an opinion this is but i find that the last episode was gorgeously oh my gosh i I agree i think yeah i agree the last episode the black and white is uh it suits the show insanely well and the differing aspect ratios really add a punch to it that i didn't even expect yeah yeah mm-hmm. agreed it really and also enhanced the anxiety i think you would feel throughout the episodes like oh shoot why yeah again it was very unexpected so you go into like, think like thinking like what there's well the, the episode prior you're like oh okay everything's cool now right and then oh there's another episode like shit what's going on why is everything in black and white what's left right and like yeah, yeah it, it really enhan- enhanced the drama in it like and you know like going into like how it's um, um, just yeah. how things are still like, humanity's still bad, um, so we gotta still fix things. Yeah, essentially. And I'm sure it was uh, done that way because of how much of a production disaster it was. Mm-hmm. Probably yeah. not a, an intentional artistic. Uh, I wonder honestly though, because it seems pretty deliberate. Mm-hmm. It's, like it seems so, but it's also like whole minutes pass by of just still images mm-hmm. during the most intense battle of the series so <laughs> you know one thing i really liked in dive well not to get ahead of myself but in dive buster they repeat like this one frame of deep snoof firing the beam with the buster beam they reuse <laughs> like the same exact keyframe like every single time and it owns honestly god <laughs> I, and it made uh, me think of the same thing yeah i i noticed that as well as it seemed like a nice callback, at least. Uh, mm-hmm. I really liked the characters as well. Uh, they, the only character I don't think I liked was what's his name Smith from <laughs> the third Smith. episode. He seemed oh, oh, the guy who died. The, 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 really the character development, cookie cutter. The guy. character development, uh, uh, death. Oh, uh, what was his fucking name? <laughs> it was um, Smith. Yeah, yes, Torn his, Smith. His, that his, was his that, name yeah. was Larry Smith because I guess he was the one implied American? I don't know. I feel like yeah. they, they, they often resort to very generic like English That things. character <laughs> is actually based on a real person hmm. as well, as I found out. It was, uh, it was yeah, it was uh, an, a Gynax fan who was uh, living basically with Gynax at the time. Oh, well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> they, they, just, they just murdered him. They let him die. They're like, get the fuck out of our house. <laughs> oh my gosh. Stop eating out of our fridge, dude. <laughs> Fuck off. Do you know what our budget is like right now? <laughs> yeah, maybe he's the reason why it was such a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> Run, running up the electricity um, bills. Like. I, yeah, like, on I was, okay, my thing with J- Jung, Jung, Jung Freud, okay, was she, is she supposed to be, like, Soviet Russian? Like, when we got to the point where, yes, she is. here's uh, the Soviet me, Russians. I'm show you a picture real quick. Also, I will say, despite how on the nose that name is, it totally owns. <laughs> I'm glad they did it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, great. Yeah, great. <laughs> uh, for, for, for context, Rose just sent us a picture from the PC-98 game where she's just sitting there full nude. She's just naked. With, like, she, she's cold. Fucking, it's 
cold in space. I mean, with the hammer and sickle <laughs> behind her and a bunch I of Russian. Like. I don't understand. Okay, I don't know why a lot of media like you know. Okay, you can stereotype Russians, sure, but like why? Why are they redheaded? They're, that's not even accurate at all. I don't. That's you know. It's, it's very. I have no idea, but they, I'm with you on this. It's fucking weird. Like and the yeah, Don Booth, the Anastasia. Booth, like, why is she red? That actually is not accurate at all. They don't even yeah. look like that. But okay, she, all right. I was okay. Yeah, and, they could just have anyway, an Irish character, right. you know? Like yeah, I don't like do, not do even you blonde. Want them to have an Irish. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's also to be fair. uh, it's also kind of unrealistic to just have like weird colored ha- uh, hair in anime in general. Yeah. So redhead from Russian Russia is probably not too far. Right. Yeah, I mean, that might be someone has fucking blue hair. <laughs> we yeah. should skip over this actually. <laughs> just has blue hair. Yeah. Um. So I, I guess I'll say real quick that like I think the maybe the I don't know maybe maybe you all might disagree, but I think something that is a little uh. A little frustrating about Gumbuster is that I feel like a lot of the um, a lot of a lot of the like issues that the characters have are just very like just I, w- I, w- I want to say that I w- I'm trying to figure out a way to say this that's, that doesn't sound kind of shitty but like a lot of the girls are just like really like catty and shitty to each other in like a very stereotypical like mean girls kind of way and oh, yeah. it gets like it's it's kind of frustrating at times because they're just kind of like it's 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 the kind of it's the kind of thing that you would see in like a fucking like high school drama well from guess what 90s guess what they're high schoolers from the 90s i mean yeah but it's still like it, no i get it's, you it's, it's kind of weird in like an anime that is presented as like this kind of space opera-y kind of thing you know well like i yeah. i totally agree uh i think I think it actually sort of works because of how grounded Gunbuster is, whereas, uh, not to get too far ahead, but I th- thought Diebuster had the same issue, except it was a lot more pronounced for me there, because it didn't feel grounded at all, so all the cattiness and shittiness just was, like, not endearing in any way. I, I didn't I didn't notice that that much from Diebuster, and... Like there's some parts where I like kind of get it. Like I like I think like like Zhang being like a rival kind of character works, but I just thought there was like th- like near the beginning the whole like I don't know. I thought there was I thought there was some of it that was just like kind of unfounded where it was where it was just like you know, like very mean girlsy kind of just picking on people for no real reason and that, but then but then once like the coach like started to choose her over the other girls like that made more sense but i don't know i just think there were like so it, I, th- I think it made sense but i think it went a little bit too far at times trying to be yeah. like look at these high school girls this is how they act isn't that crazy i would say like um what I, yeah like as i think most of us have been saying like this show felt really grounded with how these characters were and that's why i think we lo- like always love most of it i guess sans smith <laughs> not rest you know rest in peace whatever yeah whatever happened to him. um but um for instance like um noriko's like horrible like trauma and like her basically yeah her de- her depression and her like i i don't know what yeah basically it, she basically had ptsd jesus christ yeah and you see this girl suffering in a really realistic way that wasn't frustrating it was it, i think it was very it was it was depicted in a way that felt very emotionally like gr- like 
sound like oh my gosh i feel bad as a girl she is literally a 15 year old sent to space it's wow this is fucked up why are they, you, you realize oh shit this is kind of fucked up why are they sending schoolgirls to space to fight these insect aliens right and um i think with that like depiction in itself i think it I, I think like how the other girls acted, like especially being mean towards her. Like I, I don't, I don't think they were that far off from reality, especially in light of like um, how the show begins off feeling like. And I did read about this a lot. The show kind of feels like it's it's also riffing off of how like sports anime feels. So I think sure. there, I think there was this in between of like. This show, and, and uh, you know, the show feeling like a, a very motivational, like, track where it's kind of like a sports anime where, where these are basically just teenagers, like, fighting against each other and still feeling very competitive. But also, and the, the, the backdrop is this is like, there's like a bigger problem where, like, these are teenagers fighting off, like, this, well, not, not by themselves, but they're helping to fight off this crazy, like, uh, outer-worldly force that's threatening the Earth and the planet, and they're facing, they're basically face forced to, they're basically forced to grow up like much faster than they should, which is funny as we go and probably, you know, to talk about the time, the rules of time and time travel later on. But um, yeah, they're they're basically being forced to grow up much faster than they anticipate. And um, um, you know, with that, I think it's um, I think it's fair that they were being catty. They were they're still like um, okay. you know I agree with you know I think what Rose was about to say um, that they're still basically teenagers. I think uh, just mm-hmm. forced in a rather adult situation. It is though I would agree with Jung. You know again my kind of own problem with her is that she doesn't. <laughs> there were she had really she kind of came in with no incentive to be mean right she, she's yeah. not that developed and yeah. she just kind of came in where's the other girl in the first episode that the, the regular you know the colleague okay there's like an implied history probably that went on yeah, the school yeah, i th- think but jung had no reason to be like as horrible as she yeah. was especially twice yeah. knowing noriko went through like an obvious like trauma um yeah i, I think that's more my issue is that like jung just kind of comes in already kind of yeah, I, I I think my my issue is more that like Jung just kind of comes in swinging out of nowhere, and it's just kind of like, all right, you're you're all working together. I don't know what your deal is, but okay. Like well, it's 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 not like 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 at the, like I don't know if maybe I wasn't paying attention, but was like Jung like kind of passed over for anything, or you know, I mean, I know that like maybe the coach is like you know focusing on Noriko a lot, but like. What, why does Jung care about the coach, you know? Like, um, I don't know. Well, uh, she is chosen for the buster machine. Like, she's going to do the buster machine. I, I, I didn't really notice that that was, like, something that was that she was, like, actively well, chosen for so, at the beginning. Here's what I... Because, like, th- th- yeah. let me just say, like, I guess I would get the rivalry bit once, it, like, the gun buster is, was introduced and, like, it became more and more apparent yeah. that Noriko was going to use it. But I still think that, like, it was pretty initial that Jung was just like, yeah, you're my rival now. And it's just like, okay. Like, I don't know. I Like, I, I think that it could have been a little more um, natural progression for the rivalry. Yeah. Well, I think that... Both Gunbuster and Diebuster are very good representations of the difference between storytelling over the course of, I guess, 15 years, uh, as we've seen anime gradually change from that era. Because sure. um, Gunbuster, like you said at the beginning, all the characters are very archetypal, like, oh yeah, like, here's the coach, here's, he's the teacher or whatever, and then here's mm-hmm. the, the spunky girl with a, like, with some, she's sad sometimes, et cetera, you know, like, <laughs> here's, here's the reliable older sister type, you know, mm-hmm. like, it's, all of these characters represent archetypes because the larger concept behind Gunbuster is conveying the theme of anti-military, 
stuff and like you know it was a means like to an end. a yeah. lot of like allegorical stuff like ptsd time dilation the stuff we'll get into later mm-hmm. um and with die buster you have the opposite approach where it's like because this is what's been happening with anime in general is it moves more more away from like conveying themes through just like a set uh, like themes through a setting and more like themes through characters um so die buster has more of a focus on individual characters like that specific episode that um like i think episode three yeah uh, it was three. takes place on jupiter yeah i think yeah. where they make it snow like that's that's the, that type of like the way that it goes so specifically into one character and like examines like her is something that Gunbuster wouldn't have done necessarily because it's focusing on the larger themes and everyone at right. once. Right. The the big one of yeah. one of the big differences between them, you know, before we go on to that list of what makes them different was um, Gunbuster. I the trajectory of like the plot progressing was I I think you know specifically dependent on Noriko and Kazumi's relationship. Yeah. It was that Die Buster, on the other hand, it, we had moments where we cut away from the main character, you know, the, you know, Nono and um, well, <laughs> the other one. <laughs> Melkmark. It's easy. Come well, on, this well, well, Melkmark. <laughs> I don't like. I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like her name. It could have been better, <laughs> but I like her. There you go. Um, she deserved a better name. <laughs> That's my yeah. take. So Die Buster, yeah, yeah Die Buster. Um. It, the the two main girls, um, it it it, it, drew, it there were times it drew away from the others and like focused on like the other characters and even aspects of the world more. Whereas yeah, again going back, Gunbuster like focuses on two specific characters and Diebuster was like, oh, we we're gonna jump around and show things and develop the other minor characters. Whereas Gunbuster like I don't didn't take that direction doing that. You know what? Gunbuster had one very important thing over Diebuster, I'm going to say, in the character department. Mm-hmm. And that's every time Noriko does something like meaningful or cool and it cuts to Coach and there's a glint in his sunglasses, <laughs> I'm just going to yeah, say, like, Diebuster doesn't have that. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't. It definitely Kicks does ass. not. ass, yeah. It's like the coolest shit ever. Ah. Every time it happens, I was like, yeah. Yeah. I would also say that the characters in Gunbuster are archetypical because it was like the first of its. Uh, it was like the, uh, the first big influence for the mecha genre, so it makes sense mm-hmm. that the characters are uh, templates, more or less, since mm-hmm. there was I mean, there were Gundams, but yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, they were definitely more pronounced, I would say, the, the characters' personalities in the series, I guess, because of also the short time i mean i don't know if that again like the production set like so you know whatever was ill-planned or whatever but um they were definitely really pronounced and i guess that also is reflective of like the situations the characters had to deal with really um i would say my like really big criticism of like any character i mean like overall i think character development was strong i i like how noriko and kazumi grew and the whole weird rebel, like my my big thing was like the relationship between Kazumi and Coach was a li- yeah. felt a little like out like it felt a little like surprise like I don't know where that came from right it, it, there was so, nothing to, yeah there were there you see shots so throughout the series you see shots of them together and it's like oh why is Kazumi special and like talking to him you know it's like but there was nothing indicative of like them being romantically involved yeah she she only ever talks to him <laughs> twice <and> about Noriko <laughs> like wow so romantic A love was born. <laughs> I, I think I'll talk about this more when we get to die bust. Okay, um, but yeah, it's but not. Yeah, it's, it, no, totally. not, not, yeah, nothing to do with the relationship at all. Like, like especially around that time, and like if you look at a lot of old shoujo, a lot of female like targeted dramas, like you know, you know, which is very bad and unhealthy. Like you know, you know, there's a whole discourse regarding like 
you know, in Sailor Moon about, you know, Usagi and, you know, Mamoru's relationship, how he's a much older man. Like, that stuff was very idealized, and, uh, you know, that's a thing. Like, girls do, like, idealize, oh, a relationship with an older man, how handsome, whatever. So, like, in regards to that aspect, that's not really a problem. It was something like, oh, okay, I kind of expected that, especially around that time. But it was really the, 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 the believability of that relationship at all because as i said right she talked to him like twice and mostly to complain about noriko or like crying about that space radiation (laughs) which i guess was just made up on the spot because everyone else was exposed to space more than he was as we see i I don't i don't know well he was he was in the thing right like he oh yeah you're right okay okay all right but it was just a little (laughs) sunglasses hides his pain yeah <laughs> God, i can't get over this every time he's making the same fucking face every time we got he's, been, he's in deep pain he's been in deep pain yes. the whole time if you realize <laughs> sunglasses hide the uh, depression and sickness uh-huh. Uh-huh. and that's like the glimmer of hope at the end of the tunnel like for mm-hmm. him you know mm-hmm. yeah damn it's beautiful you know we just yeah, yeah. all right but no yeah I, I i liked gumbuster overall um yeah. So, like, <coughs> something that you po- pointed out, Rose, was its um, was its anti-military um message, um, and 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 also the time dilation. Uh, I Best think that, thing. I love it. Yeah, I think both of those things together really mesh, especially um, like uh, like I'm I'm sure other people have pointed this out in the past, but. I felt like the, um, how whenever, uh, they go onto a space mission, um, time does not move the same way that it does when they're, like, on Earth or just in their, in their spaceship. Like, depending on how fast they go, time around them will travel different ways and they'll stay the same age. So, like, there's a mission where they, where it takes them, like, five minutes and, like, a couple of months pass by. Or, you know, like, at the end, they straight up, like, go 10,000 years in the future and shit like that. Um, And I just thought that that really echoed how, like, when someone is sent off to war, they basically lose that part of their life. Even, Even if, you know, even if they don't die, even if they aren't injured, they aren't able to interact with their family they are displaced from society for that entire time yeah and the thing that really i think they is exceptional about the way that they use this is that since noriko is staying the same age she is not maturing like everyone else is which is the same way you know war etc like no one like you come back and like everyone else has like grown up and evolved from their experiences and you haven't you know Mm -hmm. um and I think that works just really good. And my favorite scene in the entire series of Gumbuster, besides the Inazuma kick, is the part where um, they know that the coach has sickness or whatever, and they have to do like a six-month mission. And the entire time they're fighting, they're just looking at this Earth clock tick mm-hmm. up, and they're like, "No!" God, yeah. I, I was just yeah, like, this that was is so sick stressful. It's so stressful. The the Onisama going like like having to fight with her emotions because she wants to go back and see him one more time before he Mm -hmm. dies but she doesn't know he'll last that long because it took them like three months in earth time to do it and he had like three months to live so you know she has to get talked up and be like look 
you're at the point where he's pro he's either still alive or he's already dead. But if you don't say if you don't if we don't complete this mission, he's definitely dead. So you have to do it. Right. And it's just like uh, uh, really powerful. And what's incredible is that's Noriko telling that to Kazumi, and it shows how much Noriko has like emotion, you know, grown. Um, especially like you know in the most of the series, like she, you can see, you know, you see her, you know, just feeling down on herself, you know, terrified, realizing the reality of like, oh shit, this is horrifying. I don't know what I got into myself into, and you know, talking in her head towards you know her father, you know, like you know the rhetorical spirit of her dad, and you know, feeling like she's disappointed in him, and she doesn't know why she's done this. And I, that was an incredible moment that it was now Kazumi who is the one who is down, and that it's Noriko who is, has to be the one to um, you know soup her up and like motivate her and bring her spirits back after all that. And what's even more powerful about that moment is that it it was after the episode. I forgot if, was if it was within the same episode or if it was the previous episode, but I think it was within the same episode. It was after you know Noriko tried to touch base with um, what's her name Kimiko, Kimiko, which was a character you briefly see like in the beginning of the series with you know one of the classmates that you know and in the opening and like end credits you see that this is like one of Noriko's best friends back at school, and like she she confronts Kimiko the first time and like. A long while, and because of time dilation, Kimiko is now a mother with a child, and is very much a much more mature, different person. And you know, Noriko is facing that fact that oh shit, like this is the situation where I'm in, and mm-hmm. like for that to you know that mo- that that moment happened before you know the whole like that whole scene, and it just it just it just really shows kind of like like how much you know Noriko has grown from that you know accepting the reality and accepting that I. You know, it, she she basically it's not really that she resigned to her fate, but it's more like Noriko resigned to knowing what she must do. Like she she has to she has to ins- yeah, like the realization that I have to ensure that my best friend's kid will live on and like have a future. That was kind of like the big thing. That, that's why I remember like ensure that I forgot the child's name, but um, it was something about yeah, it was ensuring like Kimiko's child has a future, and that even talking to Kimiko like she made a promise. About that, and like the even even more heartbreaking, you know, I think it was something about like as Kimiko said something to the effect that you know I feel like when you come back um, to Noriko that she wouldn't even be alive. So it was it was yeah I, I think like so when eventually Noriko had to like you know yell at Kazumi to you know deal with it basically and that you know you might as well do this because they might die anyway. It was it was just kind of very powerful that if you recall like previously that she, Noriko herself had to face that fact and learn how to accept that herself. It's good anime. It That's is. What I it think. is very it's good. good anime. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favorites. I'm glad we could finally like, finally got John again to let us watch it. <laughs> It's not your fault, John. It's the fact that this fucking thing isn't available streaming anywhere. We all had to watch it on, like, I don't know, murder websites where people kill you. Which is wild, because on, yeah, on, like, licensed platforms, the the, the movie compiled version of it exists. It, I don't know why, yeah. I, I, and that's I, not, it's not good. Yeah, because things are cut out. That, yeah, things are going to be yeah. cut out. I think it's, I think you really need to see the seri- series in its full, in its full mm-hmm. six I, episodes. I kind of think that the movie version was good for what it is it's probably mm-hmm. the most recap movies okay. i've seen I, like, right. I guess but like when i watched it uh like a year ago i want to say i just was like i, I like especially now watching this i i I've, i'm stronger in this opinion but i i really prefer the series like by oh, yeah. far i definitely prefer mm-hmm. the series i i just think the movie did with what it had it did a good job of sure. streamlining mm-hmm. uh the series yeah, I, I think the only way to get the series, like, you know, legally, could support it, but um, is, like, you know, physical, you know, this, this, this I mean, sets at, at in this, a capacity. At, 
At this point, you're not supporting anyone. Right. Yeah, 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 to be honest. Yeah, yeah, actually. Yeah, to be honest. But yeah, that's, yeah. If if one were to get a actual hands on the series, um, I think that's what I saw. Something, Mm -hmm. something about weird. It's all, it's always a weird licensing problem. People are hoping that Netflix takes it, but like, Uh, I honestly don't expect uh, it. (laughs) Right. Like, they got Ava because Ava's like crazy popular everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whereas Gumbuster's popular, but it was mm-hmm. very much like of its time mm-hmm. popular, you know? Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's still relevant. You know, people love the Inazuma kick. It's fucking mm-hmm. great. It's in like tons of shit, mm-hmm. you know? Um, they can like link it with Ava in a way, but I don't know. It's like, like yeah. in terms of marketing, but right. It's, 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 I, I don't see Netflix as sort of being like, oh, the the library they're not up for archiving things right no. right the, yeah. the, like oh the go to like mainstream library for like older and like I don't trust them with that either right I don't I don't trust them <laughs> that's another thing um so all right want to move on to Diebuster yeah yeah sure all right I explained Diebuster already so who wants to go first about Diebuster I'm gonna um. go first oh no Trixie you go first fine no right. you, oh you go go ahead. I, unfortunately, I don't think I liked it as much as everyone else. Uh, oh, I, shit. Yeah, I, I still liked it. It was just kind of meh. I think uh, I think the animation, first off, is really, really good. Uh, it's it's quite a spectacle to behold, to be honest, uh, especially with the mechs uh, and all the crazy-ass battles. But uh, I think, in contrast to Gunbuster, the characters in Diebuster felt really flat for me uh i think my biggest problem was uh in contrast to gunbuster most of the characters acted kind of idiotically it seemed like just to move the plot forward and i i wasn't super into most of them except for uh elark and uh noriko or nori i that's probably an unpopular opinion but i just after a certain point, I couldn't stand most of the cast and was just uh, waiting uh, for the point of view to shift back to the main two. I could see that. I, I didn't, like, actively hate them, but I was I definitely understand that, like, a lot of them do just are just kind of there to push the story uh, further. I thought, like, episode three was really good. Um, yeah. But otherwise, it was just like, yeah, they're here to do something. They're there to spark something, because if they don't, uh, the other the other two girls are just kind of going to be, you know, treading water. Which, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd rather they do something other than just sitting there. But it would almost make, like, I, I, guess, I guess that's the problem, is that, like, in Gunbuster, they are, um, they're being a bit more active in their... Um, battling the foes like they're going out there they're traveling in space they're intercepting but in die buster it is much more a defense kind of thing so you know characters kind of have to fuck up to get those enemies uh, yeah. to those locations which felt really frustrating after a certain point sure yeah i do actually agree with trixie to an extent that i you know in the end i think i like Gunbuster more um and to elaborate on what john said um uh, I think there was way more at stake in Gunbuster, right? 
there was way more in Sinking yeah. Buster, and that's why it felt like more characters active. Whereas Die Buster, like, you know, again, without knowing the context at all of, like, what's going on with the setting, you know, how is this set related all to Gunbuster before we get there? Um, it didn't feel like there was much to say. I'm sure, there, you know, there was, there was, but especially with how the first o- episode opens up, it's like, oh, cool, we're, we're in this, like, world, we're in this world where, like, all the, you know, just robots being casually used around and, like, this cool kind of, like, industrialized pseudo, like, you know, I don't know how to describe it, but, like, it, we're in some sort of, like, world where technology has prog- progressed to the point where, like, I, I don't, like, would aliens be a threat? You know, like, I don't know, like, it's it seemed like, you know, it seemed like things like the space pilots and all that were very, were heavily normalized to a point of, like, Okay, you know, compared to the stakes in Gunbuster, where Gunbuster was is heavily grounded more closer to our reality, it would be terrifying that aliens are just going to come invade any moment to the point where we have to resort to sending like school kids, part you know as part of the coalition to defend the planet. Whereas Die Buster, on the other hand, it, it just seems like, like even in the world itself, it seems like oh, like these. Uh, outer world, you know, like it didn't seem like the presence of uh, otherworldly threats were that urgent, or like were they gonna? They kind, yeah, again, they, they kind of popped like it kind the da- danger pops in as Trixie said, it, it kind of popped in like when it was convenient, or if like one of the characters somehow triggered a situation that enabled like the danger aspect to it. But when my yeah, again, with my opinion though, like with I Buster, I I I did still like it, but I think with the with, the, with my personal like opinion on the flaws i feel like compared to gunbuster I, I i did like gunbuster more um yeah again i agree though with i love the animation um and it, again it, you have this huge contrast between the animation between gunbuster and diebuster whereas diebuster is created a transition into how like a lot of gynax you know like they're like they're they're you know they're shtick when it comes to like animating characters it's like this is this is now like really entering the modern era of like how they approach the characters and especially how they deal with comedic situations um yeah, I actually, I actually did generally like the characters, though. Um, I like the variation of them, and I appreciated that. Yeah, they, I, I, with the limited time they had, that they took time to like develop each of them and like made more clear on what their motivations were. That said, a lot of the men in Diebuster were trash. <laughs> at, oh, the, at the very, so, le- at the very least, Gunbuster. I was like, oh, okay. Well, I mean, I mean uh, Gunbuster was like, okay, the one two men we know of in Gunbuster that show up at all are like, okay, they're interest, they're like leaders, and they're like. I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's because we don't know much about them besides like space radiation cancer that shows up. You know, but I, I don't know. It's right, listen. <laughs> I want to say that I think that the fact that all of the men in Die Buster are terrible. Okay. <laughs> I want to say that the. I think that it's intentional mm-hmm. because I think it's supposed to be like the men in Gunbuster were actually terrible if you think about it. Like Coach mm-hmm. was horrible, and I think specifically uh, Nicola is like supposed to represent how like the relationship between coach and um onesama as i will say mm-hmm. um, in in gunbuster was like not actually a good relationship probably interesting okay that's what i think mm-hmm. because like specifically he kind of has that same role where he is the like the person in charge of topless etc mm-hmm. and like that mm-hmm. he's like the one that ever and like <clears throat> She's just like you know, trying to be like like oh like head pats etc cetera, etc, cetera. and then obviously he assaults Nono later or whatever, mm-hmm. and she's like oh he was terrible the entire time, mm-hmm. and everything like mm-hmm. I think that that was supposed to be intentional to be like I don't know about like the other time before mm-hmm. I, okay. I 
That's but also there's a lot more terrible people in Die Buster mm-hmm. in general, whereas Gunbuster is very, like, against an existential threat. Mm-hmm. Um, this has more, like, you know... Uh, I kind of have a problem, I will say, with Die Buster's, like, antagonists, uh, mostly because, like, with Gunbuster, I really appreciated how it was, like... From the beginning, you know, it's fucking space bugs, you know? They're out there, they're gonna fucking get you, okay? <laughs> and, like, they're established as, like, the main bad guy. And it's, like, for the first episode, it's, like, it's the kaiju. And then, like, the kaiju aren't even the bad guys by the end. It's, like, gravity well thing. Mm-hmm. I think all the space bugs came from the gravity wells, which I I think the fucked up science and die buster might be my favorite between the two mm-hmm. uh mainly yeah oh yeah, yeah. I, i'm a big fan of uh episodes three's moment where uh taiko uh gets in her gun buster and just freezes the bugs in space to negative yeah. three trillion mm-hmm. two million degrees that was that was cold <laughs> yeah supposed, that's yeah not science works. Oh, wait, did you like in the last episode when they do a second big bang because <laughs> the whatever and then that they're like Oh, and my favorite yeah. part line from that bit is just specifically when they're like, "Is that a second Big Bang? Is that even possible?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "When a singularity happens, right. it's not supposed to be possible." And it's like, it, okay, it truly illustrates like old guy next versus like modern guy next. Like, like, yeah. like with Gunbuster, it's like okay, like it's, again, like if you've seen the version of the series with the cute science lessons, it's like they're doing every part to make this seem like practical. And especially since you know back on Earth and Gunbuster, like they're very devoid of technology at all. This is like, oh, this is just. Earth in the eighties, whatever. Die Buster, you, you, you know, there, everything, every, everything's like whatever because you don't know where you. Know, it's not established yet what the setting is really. It, it's just hinted at, but like, anything can go off. Like explosions everywhere, whatever. Do whatever you want, and like I appreciate that they just commit to that. Um, you know, without having to explain it really or having to justify it, it's just like okay, you, because you know so little about this world, like anything can be acceptable, I guess. And it's kind of cool that they own up to it in very spectacular ways. So it's like I, I won't, I, I won't hesitate to think think about it over. It's like okay, I guess that happened, like the negative three thousand, like th- three trillion degrees freezing. Um. <laughs> um. I I I I really really loved the action in Die Buster. I thought how fluid it was was mm-hmm. amazing. It reminded me a lot of Fully Cooley, um, mm-hmm. which oh, is yeah. one of my favorite. Which is one of my favorites. I I, I um, think it's a I think it's the same character designer actually or someone. It's also a guy in that show mm-hmm. as well. Yeah 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Specifically, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it was just very like ah I remember watching. Stuff like this before, and this is reminding me of it. The nostalgia, if you will. Listen, these shows existing lets me have Gurren Lagann, so I think they're the best shows ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I really like Gurren Lagann, and I my favorite thing watching Die Buster specifically, honestly, even Gumbuster, is like seeing all of the quirks that end up making Gurren mm-hmm. Lagann mm-hmm. is like, fuck yeah. yeah. Like, the, like when it's like, Onesama, let's do it. <laughs> yeah all right let's do it and then they do the big kick it's like yeah it's just like when they do the gatai and Gurren Lagan and stuff and it's like it's really cool to see like where that comes from because I, I I had only seen half of Die Buster before I have to confess to you um so see watching that for this time I was like all right no I I was missing out this was very good actually this whole time <laughs> um 
they very explicitly turned into a drill at the end of there, and I was just yeah. like, ah, okay. <laughs> I mean, did you, yeah, yeah, did you see fucking Jupiter 2? Like, yeah. That, did you fucking, the giant drill? Ah, a lot of drills uh, in I, it. One, one of the planets, like, has Kamina in its name, so. It's, it's Kamina's <laughs> moon is what it's called. Mm-hmm. Like, God. what the fuck? <laughs> On the nose. I they yeah. Knew what they, were doing. they I mean it didn't even exist yet. Is the thing. They still knew what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. I mean yeah, you have to figure Gurren Lagann was probably years in development, right? Like probably. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I I'm I um, I I think my favorite part of it is probably still like the ending where it's like, "Oh, here's Gunbuster's ending by the way. It's the same ending. Oh, Here you go." Yeah. Just from the other side. It's uh-huh. like, "Ah, it's it's still pl- got pl- me." Plot twist, they were on Earth the whole time. <laughs> Woo! That was excellent. That was a very satisfying like like and it had it, it like rolled into the credits the exact same way and I was hoping it would like transition to black and white. I don't know, but they did yeah. it. But it, like that's the same music pop. It was it was wonderful. It was very satisfying and it's like and I think it. I think it still ties into the themes of what Gunbuster was going for. Like you know, there's still hope. You know, it's very optimistic, even if it takes ten thousand years. Even if Dear it God. takes. I forget how many fucking years it was. It was ten thousand. Ten thousand. It was. It was fifteen thousand. That's was what it? I thought. Yeah. Oh, okay. As, 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 oh, that's even worse. Oh, okay. About. Uh, Poor Noriko. Yeah. So. I, yeah. Uh, I've. I watched uh, Die Buster first uh, because a friend wanted to watch it, like, immediately after uh, we announced it on the podcast, and watching that first was a very interesting experience, and I can say that uh, I think, uh, like, taken at its own, uh, Die Buster works pretty well mm-hmm. as a standalone thing. But then you see Gunbuster. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the thing about that uh, that made me that kind of soured me on Die Buster a little was that despite how different it was, it still managed to feel like almost the exact same show in a number of ways, like beyond just callbacks, which which kind of got frustrating on my rewatch of Die Buster. Like, yeah, you're doing the same things that happened in Gunbuster. Uh, mm-hmm. Same you, plot points. Mm-hmm. It was. You know what's really funny to me? Mm. Is that the one specific thing they took the most is the ripping the shirt thing that Noriko yeah. does inexplicably <laughs> yeah. in that one in right. the in the episode four I think mm-hmm. of Gunbuster. Yeah. And then like they just do it like six times in Gunbuster. <laughs> yeah. It's really funny. I appreciate the doubling down uh-huh. on that, at least. W- yeah. No, sure. I, it it was really funny in episode one because um like at the, at the beginning of Die Buster, where they like refer to themselves as the topless, it's like, <laughs> it's it's like, oh, it's initially funny because it's just like teehee, the, no shirts, but then also it's funny because, you know, like the the show is like reach the top and then mm-hmm. them calling themselves topless is like mm-hmm. you know hinting at they have to go beyond what they did in gumbuster mm-hmm. but then at the end of the episode they're just straight up like yeah she she, she, <laughs> she just rips her off her <laughs> she, she is literally topless so. uh-huh. um it's layers there's a cake yeah it's, it's, it's a layered mm, cake italian in the middle it, like it's like the outside of it is vanilla, the middle of it is like this really rich marble, and then the inside is just like it's like a ball of just 
sugar. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> they're just going for crazy for it. And mm-hmm. it's it's delicious all the way through, though. It's very... Mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Yeah. I appreciate the, like, batshitness of it. I just... I just wish Diabuster was more of its own thing than just Gunbuster. Sure. I can again. get that. Yeah. I, like, you know, to comment on my, like, I have two, two points that uh, I think were a big issue, I think, with Diabuster in particular that ended up, you know, tipping it off the scale and like, oh, Gunbuster, you know, I, I, I prefer Gunbuster. Um, you know, with Nori slash Nono, whatever, like her, I, I don't know, I didn't feel like her, her backstory and like basically her link to Noriko was strong. Like, you know, and it, it still kind of confused me as to like, really like what was her purpose, right? Well, um, I, I believe there was like, the implication was that she had uh, memories of Noriko mm-hmm. in her database, but, mm-hmm. uh, she couldn't remember clearly, and that's mm-hmm. why she kept referring to her as Nori. Mm-hmm. Until the end, when she says Nori, no, mm-hmm. no, Riri, Ko. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I was just a little, you know, I was just a little confused. I was like, you know, was she, was she produced as like, as like a quilt, you know, like, like, like a robot, quilt? like was she like a time, like I, I didn't quite, or was she just a random android, you know, like. Um, that that somehow crossed paths with the girls at some point, and like she was a Buster machine. Okay, all right, okay. So she, so, but right. she's she herself like, I was think the from machine. that era, yes. basically. You're so, right. Like okay. she has all the memory. Like she right. has like the, they would have been like at the uh-huh. time, all everyone would have been like, oh fuck yeah, let me tell you about Norco. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. Right, lady. right, right. Um, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I just felt like that wasn't clarified well like in my opinion you know maybe i just didn't read it like or maybe i just wasn't paying attention at some point as john said it's a lot the series is very dense and especially compared to gunbuster which is like dense but like still like so like um what's the term i want to use uh straightforward right like it's very like basic right like parts being put together right, as opposed right. to Die Buster, which feels like a million parts being put together. Right. There was a lot of there's a lot of choppiness. And not saying that's a bad thing, but there was like a lot of choppiness where you had to really sit down and like think over things about like, oh, okay, and connect the dots of like what meant what. Um, I suppose. Mm-hmm. I would say my oh so so I'm gonna get look, my other problem with Die Buster was um specifically and again, no, I I love Nono. She was adorable. She was cute. But from the first episode, it is made clear she's going to be made the weird butt of jokes with fan service and stuff, right? Like, oh, okay, okay, all right. It's, again, the men are trash and they're just peeping out of skirt, whatever. Like, okay, whatever. I'm fine with that. It's like, okay, that's a joke. Um, but then, like, you can hit the climax of the series and she actually gets assaulted. That was a little weird. That was, that was yeah. a little uncomfortable. It's like, okay, well... Yeah. I, fe- I felt like they should have chose one or the other. You can't just be like, we're going to, like, make fun of, like... You know, like, oh, yeah, it is like, you know, like, we're gonna have these perverted jokes about her and all that, but then actually have, like, a serious event, like, relating to that in the series. Like, that was yeah. like, ooh, that was like, like, that was really dicey. It was like, I don't, I, I didn't, like, that could have been, like, approached better, I feel like. Um, they tried to, like, e- yeah. uh, explain why that happened. Like, uh, mm-hmm. what's his name wanted to. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. Be a part of the Buster Machines again since he was yeah. becoming. But it's like, it depends on how you. Right. Yeah. 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 I know. I know the motivation of why it happened. And, you know, and like, I think, um, I would, I don't know if it would, like, I, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, like, it can be necessary. It can't be necessary. Like, you know, it's either or. Um, but I, I just, I just felt weird about it in contrast as to how, like, yeah. how, you know, Nono's being, like, you know, her sexually, basically, yeah, basically sexually harassed, like, 
uh, a lot and like it's like you know like oh it's like you know a joke and all that but then she actually does like get into like horrible danger related and it's like oh okay that was yeah. a little well, weird yeah it was weird it's like mm, yeah to an extent you could view it also as another stage of commentary <laughs> okay the the the, the, the one right. dude who was constantly like hitting on her all right, the time right 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 and it was like being gross was actually meaningfully like helping her later on or yeah whatever. he was and he then, was at some and point and then the yeah. dude who seemed like he's like the nice guy mm-hmm. ends up being, being that. The, yeah yeah that's true that guy did i don't up know what they're trying to say i'm just saying they're saying something. <laughs> there are layers I, to both but uh, yeah but that was I'm, just I'm, something I'm, i felt to point out it was like ooh, i don't know <laughs> makes you I'm, think I'm though gonna be- i'm gonna bet the Friggin' dudes from Gainax were trying to say us anime nerds are just <laughs> yeah like us you know <laughs> just because we're looking cool, at the it's boobies fine. It's, fine. <laughs> it's not like we'll be there for you when your car breaks down <laughs> oh <laughs> right and there was like of, of course there was obviously fanservice and gunbuster but it was like okay it didn't feel like they didn't they didn't push the second the second thing like oh we're gonna like like have this scene where like oh yeah what if the girls like were you know were thrown in a serious situation like that you know it was like okay it was just a random natural like okay fan service you know that's a weird way to say it but you know what i mean like it wasn't like <laughs> it wasn't contrasting something serious you know yeah that would develop oh, later on sense. yeah like you, you know gunbuster had some? those ba- baiting scenes and all that You're like okay whatever but there was nothing there was nothing that got you know they didn't examine that even you know they didn't linger on that any longer than they needed to or wanted to like oh yeah the part where like yeah they were baiting but then they're literally facing these open windows to space where all these like robots are passing by like okay yeah that's kind of funny they didn't realize that was happening stupid but kind of funny but right it didn't i didn't they didn't linger on that anymore and use that as a weird vehicle for something kind of serious right (laughs) um any does anyone want to say anything else they're both good though they're both, I, are both very good. They're both I have good. one question about All right. Buzz, and it's that at the first episode, Tycho is a talking cat, and I still don't know why that happens. Don't worry about it. I don't know why that <laughs> happened either. I'm going to be honest with you. I just sort of in the next episode was like, what happened to the talking cat? I, and I then I was like, connect. wait a second. I That's Miyuki Sawashiro. <laughs> yeah. I didn't even realize it was Tycho uh, the first time around on the rewatch. I was like, wait. Why is she a talking cat? Why is she a talking cat? Well, folks, that's our question for you this week on the podcast. Why was she a talking cat? Anything, your... can, ha- anything can happen in the future. It's fine. I, yeah. <laughs> Fucking 15,000 years. Yeah, you know? Sure. All right. So uh, we do have some opinions about Gunbuster. All right. And that were sent in. Um, if you want to send in questions or opinions about any anime especially the ones that we're watching. Go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask, and you'll sound like these folks. Century Punk says, uh, this is the, an opinion, uh, there are a lot of things I want to say about Gunbuster, like how great Jung Freud and Noriko Takaya are, and how surprising it is that a sequel 16 years later would be so good and make good on lesbian subtext that was only implied in the predecessor. <laughs> I could write about how much... Uh, I'm going to... I apologize if I put this word. Okairi, yeah. Okairi still makes me tear up, and how this series reinvigorates me for my for love of sci-fi whenever I return to it. But mostly, I just want to say, Super Inazuma Kick! Hell yeah. 
I just love Nora going, ah! Yeah. <laughs> like, just instantly yeah. just screaming. Her, yeah. her first scream, really satisfying. When The moment yeah. she breaks, it's like, oh, shoot, there it is. Yeah. I hope my roommate didn't hear that. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, well. I, I agree with the lesbian subtext thing, mm-hmm. I just want to say right now, because right. that's something that all of Gunbuster, I'm like, damn, oh who, who cares about the coach, right. whatever, or just marry right. each other, you weirdos, and then, exactly. like, the next one's like, hell yeah, but then they have to do the thing they do with every lesbian story, you know, mm-hmm. so. Yeah. Right, like, how can, okay, Noriko literally seen Kazumi for the first time, and it breaks into the whole, like, you know, doki doki, like, bu- shoujo bubble. This like, is the how best can you day deny, of my life. How, yeah, like, <laughs> how can you deny <laughs> that there wasn't anything there? I know. Holy shit. Right. It was beautiful. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just throw out the, the true woke answer is that, <gasps> uh, at the, at the end of, uh, at the end of it, um, uh, l- 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 the princess. <laughs> the princess. Lal Come <laughs> on, it's yeah. easy. We will never Lal. learn this name. Lal Kmelkmelar. Lal and the uh, Onaisama from uh, Gumbuster uh, mm-hmm. hookup. There you go. That's the yeah, that's probably oh. possible. <laughs> they would be the same age, actually. I didn't think about that. Because yeah, what exactly. greater love is there than t- creating a second big bank to save your girlfriend? Mm-hmm. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, all right, and Gregory Zero says, while I feel that final episode of Gumbuster is itself a masterpiece, the rest of the OVA is really lacking when observed with a modern eye. Diebuster, on the other hand, has a lot going for it, but I feel attempts to pay too much homage to the original in a way that feels too forced for it to be enjoyable on its own. I like both, but much like other Gainax shows, I honestly can't recommend either without any caveats. Um, so, I... I, I like you said this too Trixie um i i will say for me i think that like the first like 3 or 4 episodes of die buster are enjoyable on their own but i think like episode 5 and 6 aren't don't play as well unless you've watched yeah. die buster mm-hmm. yeah i for think sure. it's just like the end the ending is where it's like you have to have watched the original cuz those first few episodes are just, like, this really good story about these two characters, but then, like, once they get, like, into, like, the big, like, endgame shit, it's like, oh, this is because they have to, you know, especially, like, the la- the last scene is literally just, like, wow, remember Gunbuster. Anyway, bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The impact of that wouldn't be, you know, if it weren't for the fact that it's obviously, like, this was made in response to reference the yeah. previous series, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine, you know. That's yeah. fine. Right, uh, that's that's it, though. Uh, is there? Should we move on to uh, other it's shit? A, it's it's a modern anime, I guess. Oh, okay. <laughs> One last thing I have to yeah? bring up is that for most of Die Buster, they refer to a uh, Lil Arc uh, as a uh, as uh, being part of a group i think or from place uh, called candian and i kept thinking they were talking about canada i did too <laughs> i was with you i was i Maybe. specifically thought up up in new hampshire there's a place called uh canadia <laughs> damn and i just kept thinking like oh my gosh canadia mm-hmm. what I mean, maybe, maybe, like, I I can see some weight to that, because, again, we don't realize, oh, shoot, they're actually in Earth this whole time. What if, like, a lot of the country, right, there's an implication that a lot of, you know, the basic formation of the country seemed fucked up at this point, so maybe the history of Canada, like, knowing what Canada is might be lost information. You know, 
I just realized something I was going to say is that the, I like the way that Die Buster is optimistic in a different way from Gunbuster because Gunbuster has the optimism in the sense of like, even if you keep doing all of these, even if you have to sacrifice and sacrifice or whatever, <laughs> something good can still happen and you'll still move on and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Uh, whereas Die Buster is like, maybe sometimes you don't have to sacrifice things, you mm-hmm. know? And that's why I like that. Uh, yeah, like yeah that that's, true. that's true. Because that's mm-hmm. all they know how to fucking do is throw planets at things, I guess, in this universe. <laughs> like, fucking fools. It looks really fucking cool. The ring around the earth is fucking... Mm-hmm. Oh, and God, yeah. it's even more poetic with those two different viewpoints of, like, what optimism is. It comes... It literally, yeah. it literally comes together at the end. Like, oh, mm-hmm. they literally yeah. come together. And we, we don't see that meeting, but I bet it would have been great. All right, uh, yeah, Rose, uh, bring us into modern times, right. please. So here we go. Le Gun. Now that's a... <laughs> no, <laughs> not now, <laughs> Rose. Uh, no, okay. Um, I'm spraying you with a water bottle. Stop. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, you know, speaking of Anno, you were going to talk about this before, uh, l- last week on the podcast, uh, Trixie. Uh, do you want to talk about your his and her circumstances update at yeah. this point? I finished it, and it is a bad shit ride, for sure. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so, the show is fine, like, normal fine, up until episode 15. Like, there's there's four recaps in the show, and the first two recaps are in episodes 13 and 14, which is, like, weird pacing. You can tell they had some problems, but Anno's still directing it. And then... Episode 16 is when he stops being director, and immediately the show is, like, entering into production hell. And the animation just gets steadily worse, even though everything seems fine. The The moment that made my jaw absolutely drop was uh, in episode 19, where most of it is animated with paper cutouts of all the characters, and, like, uh, almost childish sketching of backgrounds. It was... Like, yeah, they sure had ten dollars to do this episode. Uh, is is quite an amusing spectacle. And then the final arc, which is an anime original arc, I should add, which they didn't even finish. Uh, it stops literally in the middle of the arc. Uh, introduces some weird, unfitting character who sucks. I can't even remember. And despite all that, I still really uh recommend this show uh it is i which is something because i don't feel like a show like this could be uh done again in quite the same way in the modern day but uh it's it's a beauty uh to be sure i think elvie's also seen yeah and you can attest to how bad shit it (laughs) it definitely like yeah, it just, it, it definitely went downhill. I mean, like, production-wise, but they tried, and I don't know, it's like one of those things where it's like, huh, it was, uh, they, they try to, you know, they try to play it off as, like, its own, like, artistic choice, but it, it's evident that, like, you know, especially if you didn't know the history of, like, what was going on, um, if you probably saw this for the first time without the context of, like, the production drama and all that, like, you can kind of tell something, something went wrong here, and this feels wrong like especially with the yeah especially with the weird introduction of a new arc that ended up not even being really fully explored 
of a character we don't really care for. Um, <laughs> which is a shame, and it would have been interesting to see at least, you know, e- even if they didn't follow, like, perhaps the manga's vision, if, if they sort of went their own direction and had some sort of ending. But it, it, clearly, it clearly was, like, it was clearly over an ambitious endeavor. Because I think even with, you know, if looking at the series as a whole, it, they clearly were, like, going through, like, I don't know how to describe it, but, um, well, okay, I think I do. Um, I, they were exploring, like, I think arcs that were going to be much longer than they expected it to be as well. So yeah. this, this was, this is like a story, this is like a series meant to be a really long series and they just didn't have the capability of doing yeah. that. It's oh. like, it's like if there was a three core show that stopped in the second, uh, mm-hmm. the last arc is literally called 14 days and it ends on part seven and it's not even <laughs> done. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I remember the titles it now. Is, uh, I still recommend it, though. That's a fucked mm-hmm. up thing. <laughs> it's it's really, really fucking good, especially for the first half. It, it definitely is. And it's, it's it has a very iconic opening sequence. I, <laughs> I, I, I definitely remember as well. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the best... It's one of the better melodramas slash soap operas I've ever seen, even with its wonky uh, production hell. Gainax had some problems. I just really wanna, that's, like, that's all I can think that's about. A... It's like, man, how do they... Allow, how, I mean, nowadays they like, they're just like, don't fucking whatever, who knows. But like, how did they live? <laughs> that's it's quite something. That's a that's question. Like, you live like this? Like, <laughs> Which, it's especially uh, amusing that uh, it ended up being uh, Anu's last... Uh, TV anime anyway because yeah. apparently he was uh, he didn't like how uh, rule how the animation or TV rules of that uh, era changed after the Pokemon uh, flashing incident which he was he was really pissed about uh, so he just stopped doing TV anime uh, and and also the fact that it came right after End of Evangelion which is one of the most depressing things I've ever seen and he just does this really upbeat uh, dr- drama slash comedy esque show. It's it's quite the ride, yeah. Gainax well, had some issues for sure. Yeah, well, <laughs> I like what do they even do these days? Like, I, I I'm legitimately um, like I I'm trying to think because I know they do stuff. It's just you know, I think like all of the Gainax people that mattered moved on to Trigger. And then yeah, I know. Like I'm Gynax trying to think. They still make anime off. though. And they like yeah. make. Um... Okay, maybe I'm wrong. I'm looking here at their list of things, and they haven't made their, anything their since last se- Their last series really um, was like three or so years ago. Um, in terms of like one that went to syndication, I I wonder if they. Um... Yeah, I wonder if they're like one of the studios that uh, takes also contractual work, and we just don't see that, right? Um, yeah. And unfortunately, that's how. Yeah, like most studios do. You know, they, you won't you won't see this in the filmography. Like, oh yeah, they do a commercial, but like, why would you list that? That's not important, really. That's just for money, right? <laughs> that's we just need we need money to keep afloat. I, but maybe they're just fucking doing. Uh, fucking uh, Ava 3.0 plus 1.0, and that's just taking all of their time and energy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
don't know. Uh, a mystery. Fucking, we'll never know. We'll, I, we will never know. They're surviving on clout, I guess. Here's what I know. Gainax has also produced a number of computer games, including a strip Mahjong game featuring Evangelion characters. Is that oh, the one boy. with the is that the one with the Diebuster characters? As, I mean Gunbuster characters no, as well. No, that was one from like that's how they like saved Gainax in the nineties, is they made <laughs> okay. a bunch of like strip tease poker games okay. on the PC ninety eight that, that were like here's uh-huh. one that's original characters, here's one that's original characters, and then the third one they were like Hey. Mm-hmm. Here's Jung. Okay. <laughs> Oh, Here's man. uh, <laughs> all right. Oh, uh, yeah. I guess fucking uh, all everyone from Gainax left and made fucking like Kara and Trigger and stuff. So whatever. And Gonzo, uh, there, like literally, there are like oh, yeah, four Gonzo. studios that spin off of Gainax. How do they have staff left? That's even another question. Are there you people? You can just hire people, I guess. <laughs> but like, uh, are there yeah. people? They seem to be working on a film trilogy, I guess, okay. right now, reading right. this for okay. Zero Century. I've never heard of that, but I bet oh, that's something. Okay. Um, all right. Um, I want to talk about two really short ones that I can go by that end, ended this week, I think. Or one, one didn't end, but I just want to say the Wise Man Grandchild anime is, like, one of the weirdest animes I've ever seen. Like, it's, like, the definition of, like, a nothing isekai straight up to the point where I forgot it was an isekai until I just said mm-hmm. that right oh, now yeah. because they don't even reference it at all. He doesn't get any special powers by being... He's just... A, it's funny that every time they, like... It's really funny because multiple times throughout the series, like, they'll be like, wow, your grandfather's Merlin, that's amazing. And Merlin will be like, I love him. He is my grandson, but unfortunately, he's an isekai baby. <laughs> and it'll be like, oh, Everyone will be like, oh, no, you can't marry my daughter now. <laughs> like, like, Jesus. It's just funny. I just keep saying isekai baby. But uh, the last episode introduced <laughs> the kingdom of Swede. Which is, which is not Sweden. Which, is it no, not? it's not. Oh. It's it's S W E E D. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's being attacked by a bunch of demonoids who are just people with red eyes. Not even red, red glowing eyes. I'm talking like they're fucking like, what are they called? The uh, not the iris. The the white parts of their eyes are just red. Sclera, like, sclera. I think. That's oh yeah, the sclera. They yeah. just have red sclera, and it yeah. just looks like they're weeded out. Also, so it's just extremely funny. <laughs> well, and they're attacking sweet. It okay. just at one point cuts to this man who says exactly one line, which is he's like the main character man's giving a speech, and it cuts to this tower, and there's just this old man's like there in the tower wearing a crown, and it puts this thing over the thing over the screen that says King Swede, and <laughs> he just goes, "Excellent, my boy." <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> That's all King's Reed does. Sounds like a Zelda CDI game. Uh-huh. No, I know. I, yeah, I was thinking of John when it happened. Um, uh, and the other thing I want to talk about is I, I don't think I talked about this much, but After Lost was an anime this season. It got a simul dub even. Um, and it was the weirdest show I've watched in a while in terms of like, it seemed like it had like a low budget, which is weird that it was a simul dub. Um, I found out watching the last episode that it was a it was a mobile game, which was also weird because it didn't seem like a mobile game. And then I found out it was a gacha based visual novel where you roll the gacha to get idol songs, 
which also doesn't make sense because the show's not about idols. Um, they just made the backstory of one of the girls is she's an idol or something. I don't. It was really weird. Anyways, the the whole show was about this part of Japan just exploded and disappeared. It just disappeared in the giant holes there. And then, like, one girl survived, and she can do magic and summon a stand, who is just this man who, who makes 3,000 guns appear behind him. He never does anything successfully. I want to nice. say that. But it's very funny, because he just makes a million guns appear and <laughs> dies. <laughs> None um, of those guns do anything. No, he just fires. Wow. He, he, like, appears, and he's like, pew, 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 and every time he just eats shit. Something and that, then like they're like no. He has, he has a poor strategy there. He's like firing him all at once. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> That's the you're problem. right. You could, yeah, no, you're right. Because someone could just dodge <laughs> it or block it. And right. Like, what a fool. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was it was just like this guy like taking this girl around, and then it was like halfway through, they're like, oh yeah, they're from an alternate universe or whatever, and you're a half and half universe baby, and she's like, okay, what does that mean? And they're like, absolutely nothing. Wait, and I was like, okay. Not an isekai baby? No, no, she's a half and half baby. Okay. <laughs> and right. like, yeah, and it was just so weird, and then like it just sort of ended and did like the thing. It felt like it thought that it was doing a lot more with its ending than it actually did, is probably a mean way to say this. But like it, like they were like, oh no, the man disappeared. But then at the end, the man just reappears and leaves a little like balloon on her door or something. Like, I was fucking weird. Yeah, you're seeing the gunman. Look at the gunman. He just appeared. So he never stupid. wins. He He's never. So he doesn't talk. Looking. Oh my god. He just floats exactly like <laughs> that. Is that like a headset? Fucking... Is that like a Bluetooth headset? I don't know. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't think he has that in the show. Is that from the show? I I don't know. It could be from the game, so I don't know. It just looks like Reagan from Mob Psycho. It does. That's he does it look worse. like that with red hair, but I think the funniest part is he's absolutely in that about to take a shit position every single time <laughs> they summon him. Like he's just sitting, like sitting in midair with all these guns. But like I said, the funniest fucking thing is he never wins, like ever. Like she pulls him out like multiple times, and like in the last episode, I think it was the funniest and saddest one where she pulls him out at the beginning. He instantly eats shit to a laser beam and just dies and, and like disappears. And then like 10 minutes later, she summons him again. He gets hit by the same laser beam and dies. <laughs> it was so sad. And it's just, it was very weird because like, like the entire series was just like, okay, we're going to go to the after lost place, which is what they keep calling the event because, like, all the people disappeared. And it was like, okay. And it took them, like, 12 episodes to get to the place even though it was, like, three miles away. <laughs> and, like, they just kept, like, running into weird people and then, like, eating shit constantly. It was just like, this is a really weird story. Okay. I... It was weird. I, I like... It was weird. It felt like they thought that they were legitimately telling like a larger story than they actually were, and I can't tell if that's because they adapted a game poorly because it is based on a game, or like if the game is like this too because it's apparently a gotcha game that they're remaking into something called Music Drama RPG, which is a terrible name. I just want to say, <laughs> and I, it was very weird. There's a lot of like recent like oh this thing hap came out five years ago and now we're making an anime of it so that we can make a new game mm -hmm. this season. It's 
really weird. I, I think well, you like answered your own question. Maybe this was literally just like a mark, like a PR. Yeah. We're gonna renew the license to distinct tactic. Yes. Yeah. Like, do you I, do you sense like you know if this I don't know if this is if, if this series is successful at all or had positive like do you sense I don't also think they would so. expand? Okay, I well it had like a five star consistent rating out of ten oh, on Funimation app, which doesn't mean anything. I want to say, okay. but. I, I oh. do, yeah, I do wonder if it, if it is, or, yeah, which doesn't seem to be the case, you know, like, they probably would have expanded on it more. But again, I feel like you were right that maybe this is just, a, like, an opportunity See, to... I think that, but a simuldub? Hmm, yeah, I don't know. Like, you don't <laughs> see that real, like, a simuldub, like, the episode's coming out day and day, like, uh-huh. same. Like, not even fucking, like, JoJo has that, uh-huh. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's weird. <laughs> It, uh, someone was wanted once, this. Oh yeah, I was. I was just gonna say someone wanted this a lot I can't, for some there's, reason. There's one really funny scene in it that um, was that at one point a magician man claims he's going to make something like an entire building disappear, and everyone's like, "Oh, this is so exciting!" Haha. I'm watching it on the TV, and I'm like, "Man, knowing that that like a big event that caused this show to happen or whatever was like an entire city disappeared. You think they wouldn't let a magician do this on TV anymore? <laughs> like, like that feels like someone going on TV and like I'm gonna do a 9/11 real quick. Hold on, everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, it was, it was weird, and I kept thinking about that the entire time. Why did they let that man go on TV? <laughs> Say that <laughs> feels insensitive. Um, <laughs> Uh, speaking of JoJo, I just referenced that. John, how's JoJo going? JoJo is going, um, I, I don't know if I should say well, because uh, it's getting down to the end, and shit is hitting the fan a whole lot. Um, a lot of characters are uh, dying. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. It's it's going through it. Uh, I mean, shit, this, this is like a over 10-year-old story i'm not gonna worry too much about the spoilers um it's way more than 10 isn't it it's like pro- 20 probably probably but i don't it, it's 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 good it's a very good part of this uh story um i'm still kind of down on part five on the whole but i think this like last fight the whole diavolo like ending is really interesting so far um we only got like what like four more episodes left maybe less so it's it's really going for it I'm, the surprising thing though is that like they they haven't even really started to fight him yet like it's still like leading up to it and it's more just them trying to like set the stage so it's 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 a really different thing because I feel like at this point in like Stardust Crusaders they were fighting Dio, probably around this part in part four they were like at the very least like gearing up to fight Kira, yeah. but here it's just like it doesn't even feel like they're ready to fight Diavolo yet because they're still like body swapped. So I don't know I don't know we'll see it's it's interesting it's very interesting and I'm looking forward to Jojo again which is something that I wasn't saying a few weeks ago I'm glad because I think that the ending to part 5 is better than most of part 5 I I can say that already I can say that right now yes I I really hope 
This is something I've been hoping the entire time part five has been going. Fucking just make part six like in a month, please. I'm begging you. Like, just don't don't make me wait like two years or whatever it was again. I can't do it. I need it. I need Jolene immediately. I need people to draw fan art of Jolene again. Please. Please. Yeah, for real. Please. I just want my wife back. Um... Uh, uh, I know what ended this week, actually. Speaking of endings. Uh, uh, Elvie. Yeah. Dororo. I did it right this Dororo time. Dororo ended. Um, there were several series that ended, I believe. One, one of them being oh, yeah. Dororo. Two rows. Um, yeah, I mean, I know a couple of us here are watching it, so I don't want to say too much, right? Uh, <laughs> um or currently watching it still, um, haven't caught up with that, but, um, I thought, man, that, it was a, it's a pretty solid series throughout, highly recommend it to anyone listening, um, um, it, I mean, what should I say about it, like, being careful in my words not to spoil anything, but, um, yeah, it was a pretty satisfying ending, it was, it kind of ended in the way that I expected it to, or at least theorized how certain, you know, like what you know, like certain characters would face their fate. Like I feel like, I, I feel like, um, I mean, ma- yeah, man. Again, I, I don't know what to say without spoiling it. Um, I, I, yeah, I feel like anyone who like likes a, you know, like pe- like you know, period or samurai theme series would enjoy this. Um, again, like mind the violence. Um, and you know, just to reiterate the premise, uh, for people who do not know what the series is, the series is a re-adaptation because there was an anime adaptation of this like in the 60s of of an unfinished Osama Tezuka manga, which was basically about, um, you know, a swordsman. I don't think it's proper to call him a samurai because he's not officially a samurai. About swordsmen um, basically getting his revenge um, by, you know, being of these demons that are threatening the countryside um, the land, um, because they stole his body parts. Um, they stole his body parts. He was born missing body parts, and he somehow lived. Um, and yeah, it's 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 yeah, and like how the how the um, how the the recent series approaches is, which animated by Mappa. The action is really good. It's animated really well. Again, Mappa does it. Um, um, yeah, they, they, they don't, they don't hold back in showing how gross some of this stuff can be, you know? And again, it's, we're dealing with swords, people's body parts will be cut off and fly about, so that's something to be mindful of. So I've been, like, you know, after finishing this, like, I've been kind of, like, on the, uh, on the hunt, finding, like, you know, a, a proper way to watch the 1960s series, which I know from my, <laughs> from my, um, from what I've seen of it and some comparison clips people have done between the two series, it's definitely more goofy and definitely more, targeted towards, you know, young kids, you know, probably, like, you know, specifically, you know, like a young boy's demographic, like, you know, waking up for, you know, weekend cartoons a lot. It seems like, it seems like it will be a very weird contrast, but I kind of know what to expect. And the 1960s series is more accurate to, like, Osama Tezuka's more cartoonish art style. And, yeah, every character is great. The villain, the main antagonist of the series, which is basically... Um, Hikamaru, the name of the main character, the, the basically the main antagonist of the series is this like fodder who is like a feudal lord, and he's the one who sold 
his, you know, he, he's the one who, he, like, basically made a pact to, like, demons, and that's essentially why Hikamaru is in the situation, is that he wanted to preserve his political power, and basically, literally sold his son uh, <laughs> to the demons to, like, gain power. Um, yeah, it's a really cool series. It fills the void, um, and I, I talked to a lot of other people about this who watch the series. It fills the void that, um, you know, once rerunning Kenshin became awkward to like now, I mean, yeah. for obvious reasons, uh-huh. this this fills that void. I think um, for a long while, I haven't seen any other like series that explores this time period in, in terms of the Daimyo and the Ronin. Um, but I think I think this is one of those titles. Like, I think you should look into if you feel weird about watching Rune Kenshin. You know, yeah. Now, totally. like, this why is definitely I started one of, watching it. Yes, it's very good. And yeah, how do you feel about it? I, oh, I'm only like five episodes. In. Okay, so, so I'll, I try my best I, I not to be too specific. Much. Yeah, no. right, yeah, it's hard. Uh, but it's too. very good. Parties That's great. Over. Yeah, very good. Yeah. Um, I would say you know after watching ending the uh, you know in my conclusions about this, I would say the first act, aka the first season, is much stronger than the second act. There were definitely like some weird. I think I think they didn't know what to do. So again, like going back, this this series was actually unfinished to begin with. The, the history of the series was literally like Osama Tezuka was like. You know, I don't know what to do with this. I don't think anyone's reading. I don't know. Like he wanted to change the direction of what the series meant. Um, there's a the the second you know the 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 secondary protagonist, which is a orphan child who's the title. You know, their name is the title Dororo. You know, like um, they, they they travel with Hikamaru and are basically a, they're basically trying to scheme like people are like oh yeah here's my swordsman friend we can kill off demons for you for money and you know they're a great rascal wonderful love them and um uh, the series initially was meant to focus on Dororo and that's why the show is titled that but then it became more of like it, 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 I think like I don't know if this is the right way to say it. It, it it became like um like Dragon Ball Syndrome where the direction of the series became more action focused more than the initial intent of what the series wanted to do I think yeah um um, in the history of it, so I, I the recent anime is great because I think it really goes in on of like no, we're gonna focus on like the action aspect and make it a more serious driven story as opposed to kind of the more inconsistent like tone that the manga had and which in what I assume the nineties. So like there's just there's this kind of inconsistent tone you see um, in some episodes that I you know they're easy to overcome, but I think uh, season two has especially had that issue where I think. I, I, I would I believe maybe I believe some stories were anime original like and they and like I can kind of see that quality drop in some of them which is unfortunate but I think what the ending does in like the last few episodes you know, sort of, like especially picks up on it and like makes up for it yeah mm-hmm. uh, it's a it's very good uh, just I would recommend just stopping before the last few seconds of the final episode though because mm-hmm. of implicit transphobia mm-hmm. where uh, mm. basically uh, Dororo is uh presented uh throughout the story as a mm-hmm. boy the story mm-hmm. treats him and frames him as a boy all the other characters treat him as a boy um even mm-hmm. the original manga he clearly states like oh yeah i'm a boy i'm not a girl and then there's a f- like mini time skip uh of Dor- where they show dororo as a generic looking young gal and it sucks so just just stop before that and you're fine pretty much Okay, I'll keep that in mind. Thank you for letting me know that, actually. Yeah, it, yeah, it's it's definitely unfortunate that they went that direction too, because again, it was an unfinished source material. So like, it would have been way, I I don't know, like how like how they how they dealt with Dororo's like identity. Like they, I I feel like it could have been, they they could have done more with it. Um, they could have like a, approached it in a way that was more thoughtful. Um, 
especially even in, I, I believe, in the 1960s show, Dororo has, like, a crush on the women as, like, throughout the series, too, as a recurring joke, like, which was also weird as a child, but whatever. Um, and they never really set on that. And, um, and again, like, again, it's a real unfinished thing. So, like, I feel like Mop, I don't know, I, I don't know whose discretion it was to decide that, oh, Dororo's a girl, actually, this whole time. I don't know. It, it, it's, it's very, it's, it's very odd. And, but that yeah. is definitely something to be wary of, um, Cause, as well. Because it it's, it's, all, yeah, yeah. it's always been ambiguous. Yeah. yeah, and Dora is treated fine otherwise mm-hmm. in the story, just mm-hmm. not that many times skip, which is very baffling to me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It also wasn't a very, uh, to be honest, a good time skip. I felt like it skimmed out on like something. If it skimmed, out, I think on a scene that I think could have developed it more better. Yeah, but instead, they said, "Like we're gonna have this shot, one shot, and nothing else happens." It's like, what? I, I kind of want to know more about the reunion, like you know what happens in the reunion. But yeah. I do recommend it still, and I think it's an otherwise very mm-hmm. solid series, um, front and back. For sure. I'm going to watch more of it, I promise. I'll do it <laughs> soon. I, 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 what have I been watching? I've been watching something recently that's been taking up all my time. Oh, Person of Interest, it's gone now. Goodbye, Person of Interest. I can watch things now. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, you know what? I just remember I was going to ask, John, you, John, Sarazanmai finished, and you like it. Because yeah. you liked it before. You were talking about how you liked it last week. Yeah, then... as as time went on, I liked it more and more. And then the ending was just really, really good. And I definitely think that everyone should watch it. Um, you ate your words in the end just like you predicted. You yourself predicted it. Yes. Yeah, so does that mean that I actually ate my words? Or does that just mean that I was right about myself I mean, you said you said I'm probably going to eat my words near the. You kept saying that, like. Well, the, then yeah, okay, then I ate my words. All right. Yeah, you ate your words. Then, 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 um, but I ate the, but mm. I ate them happily. I went, ooh, thank you for my words. <laughs> Put some hot sauce in those. Yeah, that's a that's a good thing. It's not like where you're like maybe this will go bad, but you know I'm hopeful. It's the type of thing where it's like oh, it's yeah, better. It's fine. It's good. Um, I will say though, um, it was thematically important and it made sense. But I still laughed at the fact that the show just ended with one of the characters going to jail for a while. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. It was still, like, it made sense. It was, you know, fine. But I still was like, he's just in jail. <laughs> he's in prison. I don't want to go too much further because, you know, it's a, it's a new show. People should watch it. But it was a little funny. Be opinion. careful, your fave might get cancelled. That, that motherfucker was cancelled from sec- second one of that show, alright? I feel all right? like all those characters were cancelable from the moment the show started. <laughs> yeah, Sarazanmai is the problematic show. Everyone's a little problematic on that show. Just like real life, you know what I'm saying? It's true, you know? Yeah. All of us, uh, you know... You know let let those who haven't sucked a, a fucking hey, what? or battled someone's ass cast oh, the first stone. Uh, okay. We all have? Alright, good. <laughs> I was writing down for the episode description. John says that he <laughs> did not that suck an orb out of an ass. Everyone throw the first has. Stone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that's the one everyone has. Okay. Everyone right. has sucked an orb out of someone else's ass. It's just something right. that you do with your friends. 
Of course. Yeah. Right. What, el- what, what yeah, else? Yes, John. We all did that. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> what, what else are you supposed to do with your friends? <laughs> like talk. Nothing, John. It was completely normal. You're right. You had a normal time. <laughs> Go out to eat, see a movie, play what? games. No. No. Useless. Useless. <laughs> Useless. <laughs> In that sense, Sarah's on my most realistic show of the season. Exactly. Wow. What you are tell- video games but sucking a ball out of something? really, though. You tell right? me you haven't, you haven't turned your friend into a Kappa yet? Really? No, I have. You know, I have. No. In 2019? <laughs> 20, no, 2019. <laughs> 2019? Still not a Kappa? Huh? All right. I sure hope you guys don't do this. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but yeah, you but no, liked it. It. It, was, it was very good. It was very good. Um... I still stand by my claim that I think it could have been shorter. It could have been a movie, and that would have made it a little better. But I still think that it was a worthy watch, and I still liked it. And I still think it's that everyone everyone should see it. You know, this is semi-unrelated, but you know, I think I, f- I figured out what my problem with the Gumbuster movie is. Yes. Since it is just a straight recap and they just cut scenes out... I, I don't like that as opposed to the Gurren Lagann movies, which actually reformatted all of the events of the show to fit the new time format, which means, like, they added in new scenes and removed old scenes entirely. So, like, it helped to make all of the scenes still work in the same way. Whereas the Gumbuster thing just sort of cut things out. I think that's my problem yeah, with it. that makes sense. That makes sense. They never sold it as anything but that, I guess, to an extent. So, I don't know. Um... Uh, Trixie. Yeah. Is it time? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh oh. It's it's over. It's, first it's of so all, we should say the uh, evil it. has been defeated. <laughs> for oh, now. Yeah. So Shield Hero and Shield Hero uh, today fucking sucks. <laughs> it is terrible. Uh, um, oh no. Yeah, you want to start? Yeah, you should. You should start. Go ahead. I. I, I'm trying to even decide where to begin with this travesty. Uh, Shield Hero is incredibly misogynistic. It's boring. Uh, all the characters uh, that are not the main three are completely worthless and are not run good at all. To, uh, to an extent, I would say almost like inherently the worst parts of the show the show even because they often paint them as like such horrible figures, but they don't paint them as such. They like they they construct them as horrible figures and then paint them in a positive light like consistently. Yeah, it's that's one problem. The other problem I've had with those characters is that all of the characters are antagonistic to Shield Hero Guy are completely stupid uh, just yep. for the sake of being stupid. So we can see that Shield Hero was the good guy all along. Uh, so he's a nice guy. Yeah. So all of those uh, antagonistic characters are just bad because the story needs to move forward uh it's awful yeah um obviously we we talked about before on the podcast but the whole like renaming um mean mine mine multi i think no No, wait which one no it was it was multi-sister right yeah it was mine i think I think she's uh, literally named Malty instead of Melty. Oh. Fuck, that's gonna make me so mad now. Oh, I think I thought it was like either way, like her being renamed to fucking what was Slut. it? Slut bitch or something? Yeah. Like, 
It's like that was and like the entire it, audience, uh, like, because they were supposed to be executed, like, but uh, Shield Hero guy uh, decides that he has some sort of conscience and goes to stop it. And just instead of executing them, uh, her and the king, who uh, tried to, who also treated him badly, he they he just renames them to a round of applause from the queen and the audience. And the king just gets named like stupid, as opposed to you know the other one. Yeah, like, like <sighs> you can't name, you can't just do something like name the king trash and then name the girl slut bitch. You like. Even if she was evil, that's just gross. I th- it's also, like, you can never take the evilness, like, seriously, because it's so fucking, like, barefaced, like, insane levels of evil, like, to the point where it's like, oh, yeah, so her life was spared now or whatever after she, like, asked for it and he had a conscience or whatever. Now we're going to show her poisoning him instantly right after or whatever. Yeah, like, it's so fucking stupid, like... Like, even, even before that point, like... It her evilness was just so blatant. I was wondering, like, how no one else. I know, right? Yeah. Well, because they all have to look stupid, right? Because he is the yeah, he's the genius they, man. They all have to be oblivious to her, except for the most obvious moments where they think, "Huh, something's not right," and then they just forget that she's blatantly evil. She tries to assassinate her own sister multiple times in front of everyone else, and no one notices i guess yeah like there's one particular instance i think like halfway through the series that is just like outright like insane that everyone is just like oh this is normal like she like literally like makes a giant fireball and goes i'm going to hit you with this sister i hate you and everyone's like damn be careful you might hit her i don't know like it's like (laughs) one of the other heroes is like you know that doesn't seem quite right and she's like like, well she deserves it and that's like an acceptable excuse like are you kidding god i think the hands down worst thing that happened in the ending was one of the very last scenes of the ending is literally the slaver man who he bought his slaves from by the way again because the show tries to just ignore this constantly that they're slaves yeah um the slaver man's like damn you know he was my golden goose and now you know he won't be around that much anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, that's fine. I he can, got me so much money. And I can rely on my other best client, mysterious person who works for the queen. Yeah, like, and it's like, the idea that, like, he was even still associating with that man when he started to become, like, a quote-unquote anti-racist man, or yeah. whatever the fuck, like, ugh. It's, it's even better because slaver man is the comic relief whenever he appears as well it's insane that they portray him like that right like it was like the entire time i was just like how are you positioning this character as like any sort of like reasonable person yeah to any degree like 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 it's uh, i still can't get over the fact that shield hero guy literally just has two slaves in his party and for one of them he literally instills a magic bond or whatever on uh philo to to keep her in his party and then she's accepting of it like only only raftalia i think even like has ah, fuck i don't know it's gross it's it's just yeah 
you know there's probably going to be another season like next year. There probably. absolutely will be. Crunchyroll's going to promote the shit out of it. Yeah, yeah like Which like I- when when Crunchyroll was posting like make sure you watch the season finale. I was like, okay. All right. Let Here's what I'm going to say right now is when it gets down to it, even if you were to ignore all of those bad parts, it is literally like a half heart like when the parts where it's good it's like a half-hearted log horizon i don't know if you've ever seen log horizon but it's like uh, the same exact uh, like i have seen log horizon okay, okay so so you know how i've like, not seen this show though so. you know how log uh. horizon has that sort of minutiae like minute focus on like mechanics and stuff like yes. that yes oh yeah about, like yeah so it, it does that in this too but it doesn't mm-hmm. even go as far as log horizon and also none of the characters are like like the Log Horizon character. Right. <laughs> yeah, they don't sound like <laughs> Like, I think Raftalia is the only character in that show that I yeah. even cared about. And I liked the uh, bird girl who had three Ahogays. I thought that was really funny. Oh, yeah, and that the, the implication <laughs> is that the more Ahogays you have, the more powerful you become. Yeah, she's literally <laughs> the queen of, like, the Philolos or whatever. And yeah. That's indicated by her... Uh, number of hookers which is really i just like that that's like one the one the one thing that really got me i was like damn that's a good idea yeah it really was uh it this show doesn't even do anything like special that other you couldn't get out of something else right exactly yeah like like even the most boring ass isekais i've seen or like they have more merit than this like i was even I was even reading, like, negative reviews of S.H.I.E.L.D. Hero from fans of the show who are like, yeah, this show doesn't do anything that other isekais don't. Like, that's insane to me. Like, and I guess, uh, God, the best arc in the show is apparently just from Final Fantasy as well, where, uh, Oh the yeah, the thing from we're another talking. World. Yeah, the heroes from another world. Where I was saying, like, yeah, it's literally like the same time it was being published, or like a little bit after that, was like Final Fantasy was doing like the exact same storyline. That's crazy. Like, and like seeing how this game wor- how they they interpret the game to work, I know that the person who made this plays Final Fantasy. I definitely believe it. Yeah, it's it's that's just crazy to me. Uh, even its best material isn't anything special. Uh, Apparently, apparently the best arc in the whole thing is literally at the start of the net will would be the net start of the next season where uh, Shield Hero guy goes to the underworld uh, forcibly with the other heroes, uh, and because the other heroes are the only good characters in this show, uh, that's the only good arc, really. Although I have heard later on that. Uh, Shield hero guy uh, gets more slaves from Raftalia's friends, and they all and Raftalia wow. encourages it, and all those friends become his slaves as well, but willingly. That's great. He's a nice uh, slave master, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, this episode ended with him becoming a lord over the fucking like land that didn't have yeah, any. Yeah, like he to he's the, the lord of the uh, demi here demi humans. Uh, region uh because he's told he's not racist and he's totally a nice slave master so don't worry guys i'm not racist i'm just a slave master okay yeah equal opportunity god (sighs) it's well it's over now we don't have to see crunchyroll talk about it every week and post their weird articles where they're like 
read about the fans' stunning response to Naofumi's epic win or whatever the fuck it's that Crunchyroll so publishes every bad. week. Every week without fail, it's embarrassing almost. Uh, I I have like a list of the good points in Shield Hero, and most of it is still half-hearted. Like the me, I'd say the music was okay. Yeah, yeah. I'd say that. It's serviceable. Uh, the, the part where all the heroes uh, in the final arc end up training to the same island first. Uh, that was a j- joke, I guess. Yeah, it's a, it's a good MMO joke. Yeah. Uh, class. Uh, one of the other... One of the other heroes. Uh, uh, she... She was cool because she wanted to kill Naofumi. Yeah, <laughs> yeah was, she was. That was her sole she... character point, and she was good for that. God. This fucking show. Yeah. <laughs> it was... It certainly was... I, I, I was about to say it certainly was something, but honestly, I think from what we're saying is it honestly was... A lot of nothing. A lot of nothing, yeah, and the somethings that were there were bad. But I'd, I'd even say that the premise of the show, of like, not not like the show itself, but the premise of like, a protagonist being, uh, quote-unquote, wronged by the world and trying to clear their name, like, that's not a bad idea. No, yeah. It's, especially in an isekai setting, that's pretty uh, unique, but... Shield Hero has to do it in such a misogynistic, uh, gross way. Weird, yeah. Where, uh, I, was there even, like, a single, uh, girl character that wasn't either blatantly evil or a slave? Uh, the queen. Oh, yeah. And Uh, she... I think it was funny when the pope was called the pope. Yeah. He was not a woman, he was just the a man, pope. but I th- I was just thinking about how he was just called the Pope as opposed to, like, the Cardinal or something like that, yeah. like they always do. He's, <laughs> he's just, he's just a Pope, but... And then he dies. Yeah, and that, and that, uh... That, that whole battle. bit was weird, that yeah. was, like... It was, it wasn't, like, I thought they were gonna go into the politics of the world or whatever, but no, it's just evil Pope. <sighs> it, it was, like, legitimately, like... Oh, evil Pope appears, attacks. This takes place over two episodes, and then he does like a giant attack to kill the Pope or whatever that poisons him, and it's like, damn, what will this poison mean? And then like two episodes later, he gets cured of it, and it's like, oh. And and God, so the fucking uh, rage shield or whatever, because now Fumi uh, unlocks it by being uh, uh, turned against for the world. So that's his. Uh, special power with the shield is that he becomes very angry and his shield can do fucked up things and yeah it's just when they're about to uh explore that territory in a possibly interesting way he gets uh saved by the power of friendship yeah by his slaves not even a good tower friendship moment just like very wow master we love you and it's like None of the battles in Shield Hero really had any force or punch behind them. They were kind of limp, honestly. They were like the definition of a turn-based battle, like, all the way, where it's just like, 
person A does their big attack, waits for them all to just sit there for 10 minutes and talk, and then attack back, like, in the worst possible way, with, like, there were never any real back-and-forth moments, if you know what I mean. It was just a lot of, like, escalation between various strategies, honestly, and not even in the way, like, when Log Horizon does it, it's interesting, okay? Because they, like, lay out, like, because, like, sh- like, in that, when they have Shiro explain everything, like, he's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to explain, yeah. like, my, I'm a tactician, and here's why this works, and the, yeah, the there, basis of this. There's and like then a, you see it play out. It's a literal, like, funny, kind of self-aware thing. I'm like, you know, yeah. we're going to actually, they're really, like, we're actually going to literally explain the mechanics to you, and, like, yeah, it's and more like, thought out. Yeah, and say. it works well, I think, to, for the most part mm-hmm. in that show. Like, when they did the raid arc in that show, when yes, they did the yeah. big raid, oh, yeah. like, that was cool. Yeah. Um, but then, like, this is, like, none of that. This one is, instead of, it's, like, it's like the worst parts of Dragon Ball Z where it's just like, <laughs> but like even then Dragon Ball Z has those moments where it's like, you know, Goku in Frieza, for example, like running back and forth, shooting a bunch of beams right. at each other and stuff. Right. Like yeah. there's at least that there's none of that in this. It's all just like one hit back away. Talk for five minutes, one yeah. hit from the other side, repeat like over and over again. I didn't even consider that aspect. Like I thought like, the framing of battles and like the way the camera oh, yeah, work was sure. was made the battles very weak, except for arguably the final wave battle and the Nelfumi's battle against the other heroes, which was it was still not great, but it was at least a step up from everything else, maybe. Bleh. Fucking shield hero. It's okay, we're free now. It's fine. I never have to watch defeated. I never have to watch season two, because I know this shit is beyond the pale. Huh. Yeah, you kind of kept hoping, like, there was something, or, like, even, like, in the last episode, I still had, like, this weird glimmer somewhere in me that thought that they were going to say something. But they, but they didn't. They didn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, they just kept going back to the same shit. Yeah, and and this still isn't even the worst anime I've ever seen, which is the saddest thing, I think. It was competent. For what it was, maybe. Yeah, I guess. I don't know uh, if I would take this over uh, Darling in the Franks, but it's a close call. That's my that's my take on this Shield Hero anime. Um, LV. Yes. You do not liking Bungo Stray Dog? I. That's the problem. I love Bungo Stray Dog. Okay, Dogs. I was gonna say because I like but, what I've seen. It is a very I, vicious cycle. I make many bad choices in my life. <laughs> and this might be one of them because I do love this series, but man, it's so exhausting. Well, yeah. okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna go into it for people who are not aware. Now, um the we uh this the show has been you know in season three for some time now and uh, as of this recent anime season. Um so the premise of this show, first of all, the the the, the creator of the show is named Kafka Asagiri. I don't think that's the real name. <laughs> that has to Something be a pseudonym. Something tells me. Something tells me. I do not think <laughs> Kafka is the real name. But anyway, I, as I'm going to go into, I, I think there's a reason why they chose their name as Kafka. They might be referencing the real Kafka because the premise of this show is literally a bunch of these people with supernatural and kind of otherworldly powers. They're all named after like real literature they're named after real authors. They're real, named after real art- authors um, that are known across Japanese 
literature, you know, classic authors. So, you know, like, uh, you know, likely authors that people would study in high school or something that would be required to read or like, oh, maybe they're known in popular culture. I don't know. But see, as a, you know, as someone who's American, like I watched the show and it's not weird. Like, so I, so I, don't, I don't know the context of most of these authors um, and like what are familiar. But essentially, they're not they're not like, um, you know, just to avoid it, they're not literal like re-representations or like you know like moe admiralizations of these authors at all no they're just characters that happen to have their names but also an important thing is that their powers are basically referencing the author's works or you know like actual allusions to what the authors have made um you know their, their, their literature all that and there's even some elements of these characters lives that are referencing the actual author but again they're not supposed to be direct clones of these people or like are you know they're just they're just like these weird surface representations of the, these people and my and my reading of like the backstory of the development of this series it's a manga first so it's based on a manga um yeah the the, the creator just wanted like <laughs> they just wanted a premise like oh shoot what if like these famous authors like just fought out and beat up so but essentially they came to this they're not literally the authors so I, I don't know what the fuck is going on with the series even though i've been following it since season one i um there okay so there so essentially i i you know um i'm gonna start off like if you like if, if someone likes things like bacchano or like you know blood you know blood blockade valve it's stuff it like that very bacchano yeah yeah so if they if you like things where there's like interesting kind of um what's the word what's the word where something is like displaced in time well so, something that's like a, feels a little period anachronistic okay this series yeah. is very anachronistic if you like things that are like that very harkens to like a lot of like western period stuff like you know prohibition and or very old-timey like action tr- thriller stuff you would like this like crime it's like it's essentially this is a crime mystery series revolving around these gang factions you know trying to secure their you know their stakehold over the city yakoma so um and yeah that's really the premise and they everyone has these powers and that's why it's like crazy because they're they're trying to outwit each other and all that, but they have these crazy powers, and it's just causing a huge ruckus. So um, the the main character um, Atsuhi or Atsuhi, I can't pronounce well Nakajima. He um, you know he's very self loading. He's like a you know he's very self loading. He came from an orphanage, as as we will find out. Most of the characters were orphans. Great. Um, um, and um, he runs into basically Osamu Dazai, and if that's a famous Japanese literature author name. Um, who, um, you know, like, leads him on, on to um, join the detective agency. Essentially, yeah, they solve crimes and with their powers, but also because of the turf wars going on, they still have to beat up these other people, whatever. Um, their, their main rivalry is with the Port Mafia, which is, like, a big threat. They're kind of, like, they, at first they seem to be these antagonists, but eventually they kind of turn more into, like, Team Rocket to a sense where, like, okay, they're not really the biggest threat. There's more shit going on in the world. And what's cool about the series is that you find out more, you know, like, they, they try to expand upon, like, why do these powers exist? How, you know, like, these, like, and how these powers match up with each other is very unique and all that. Um, but yeah, essentially, you know, like, Too Long Didn't Read, it's just a, a series with a bunch of these very eccentric characters um, with these crazy powers, and they're trying to secure their stakehold in, like, this city. I, I said the word anachronistic because the character designs don't make sense. Um, I don't know if they're actually in Japan. I don't know where they are. I, they have Japanese names, but I don't know if they're actually Japanese. Um, so, um, so yeah, some of these characters dressing up like 1920s, like 
like labor workers, but meanwhile, there's like this these other characters wearing very traditional clothing. It's it's very displaced and out of time. It's cool, and like you see like things like you see like the background characters and crowd shots here and there, and they're just people wearing normal clothes. But meanwhile, the main characters are not wearing normal clothes, so I'm not sure yeah. what time period this is in. But it seems like it's too, it seems like it's today, but um, none. And then like it's a it's a regular city with cars. It seems like it's contemporary, but the main characters are not dressing to reflect that. And I'm going to go into for even further. At some point, eventually, you know, literature, right? Literature is a big world. It's not limiting itself to just Japanese authors. What's even more exciting, and, and Rose, you're watching it, right? Yeah. And how far are you into it? I'm only halfway through season one. Okay. Well, you know, I'm not going to spoil too much, but it's inevitable that we run into Western authors. So me, again, as an American, this is where it gets even crazier because now I know who these names are and it lose, I'm losing my mind having flashbacks to high school. <laughs> oh, so, who's the fucking... Uh, the one I've heard about that I really like the most conceptually is the guy who uses money to just do Okay, anything. yes. All right. So there's also... We, we are introduced eventually to the guild, which is the people comprising of the people named after American authors, which is Francis Scott Key Gerald, who wrote The Great Gatsby. So his power is literally, he literally throws money up in the air and he can do whatever the fuck he wants, depending on what that money quantifies as. His money is literally privilege. And I lost my shit, like the moment it was explained. And he is one of the greatest characters in this series. It's, it's fucking insane. So then you have other, so like, you know, just going down the list of like how crazy this is. You have other characters like, um... Edgar Allan Poe is a character. I kid you not. And like, he's exactly what you expect. He's like this sad goth boy um, <laughs> who just sulks all the time. He has a pet raccoon. Lovecraft is a character. Um, his power is like tentacles. It's like, okay, great. Um, of course. Uh, yeah, of course. Expect it. But yeah, that's just an example of like, you know, I'm using the American, you know, like the characters named after American authors. It's just like an example of like really what the premise is. Again, it's just a bunch of strange characters loosely based off of like existing authors and like their powers revolve around them um okay i I love this series but why do i hate myself okay so again like the it's such it's animated so well i i feel like season one started off very slow um to be honest i don't know how you feel about that rose but um season one started very slow but i think it's really taking its time to build up the world and like really setting this especially the main character who at first kind of feels annoying but (laughs) trust me like you will root uh, root him on eventually um and um what's what i was gonna say uh i think season two and season three is where it really picks up and season three right now is pretty phenomenal i feel like the animation production quality really shot up all of a sudden as well um but yeah it's 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 like a never-ending cycle of basically just pe- these people fight each other and um despite the fact that i think like the animation is you know the animation is great. the The battles are amazing. So there's there's one character. Um, yeah, Osamu Dazai. He's the secondary main character. Who's the one who helped Nakajima into the detective agency to begin with. Um, his power is basically just nullifying other powers. So with powers with stuff like that, they they get really creative about like how those things work. Um, like there were like I don't know how to describe it, but I just remember there were very creative things they done with how some powers react to others. Another character, his skill is basically, he has control over gravity, so he can make himself really heavy, essentially. Um, so, like, he uses his body to weigh him down, you know, weigh himself down, or, like, it, it helps amplify his strength. Um, 
There's another character who I also love. She's basically like the healer of the detective agency. She's like the doctor. But, and yeah, her power is healing, you know, healing. But the side effect of her, well, the, the, the requirement for her power is that someone basically has to be on the verge of dying to heal at all. So she has this sadistic personality trait where she actually beats up and like, like horribly like mutilates people even more before she has to heal them. And like, it's like, Jesus Christ, this is terrible, but also, um, but yeah, um, the show is pretty great. Really. I think the takeaway from the show is that like, these are a lot of, yeah, these are like, I made a joke about like, everyone's an orphan. It, that's true. Everyone in this, in the show is literally an orphan and they just ended up like in a gang or something. That's literally the premise of the show. Um, and, and like I, I think like I think a big thing they're doing with season three right now, and based you know if you watch the ending song, like it seems like a whole thing about the show is about like accepting yourself. You know, you're like weird and different, but you should embrace yourself. And like, like, like every character has this weird thing about like having poor. You know, they have poor. You know, like about something about them is like they they strongly like like hate themselves or something like that. Like they have, they, you know, like they, they feel deeply alienated because of their powers or something like that, or like they don't know what to do. And all of them have like kind of the same backstory of like, you know, they, again, like they're either an orphan or something about them made them leave their family or they have family problems. So they turned to this life of kind of crime or like turned to these different organizations to find a place in their life. And that seems to be the takeaway from the show. And yeah, I like all the, like, and like I often have problems with shows with huge casts, but with a show like this, I think they did a good, job and service to like show what everyone is about and make everyone interesting enough where I want to care and want to know more about these characters I don't think I'm overwhelmed with like oh I don't care about this one character just because there's like 50 other 50 other of them um yeah um so my main problem with the show is that they often like again you have these battles you have these fights they're really cool I think they had on a very creative creatively um but they often just pull like do ex machina shit. So okay. <laughs> so okay, so with 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 a whole thing of like, okay, you have all these different supernatural abilities that you can't really explain in a comprehensible, sensible way. There isn't really any rule for it. Um like just there's a lot of times where you have a battle and like like these two characters are struggling each other, and then out of nowhere another character comes in, like, oh shoot, by the way. You know, like like it has that problem where like the like a lot of these conflicts resolve without proper like logic to get to them in addition this is a mystery show so they so like the main characters like focus on like solving crimes and all that but then it's like it's kind of, it, it, it has like this ace attorney effect you know and i love ace attorney franchise i love the, those games but it has this kind of ace attorney problem where like the conclusion is just made up on the spot and apparently that was the true conclusion this sure. whole time about solving a crime um for instance like um um Again, I'm not going to spoil anything because I'm not going to mention specific characters. But there's a there's a case that comes up where someone is like, someone is basically um, they, they, they were they were planted. They were they were they didn't really kill someone, and they found footage where like, oh yeah, like that's you on the the security cam footage, and they they literally do the enhanced zoom thing. It's it's really good enhanced zoom, like that's your face, and then turns out like in the end like 
oh, plot twist. Like, one of the main characters realizes, oh, your, fa- your, your face was actually just manipulated on the footage. This whole time, you didn't actually do the murder. This other character we didn't even introduce early on in the episode did it this whole time. Also, by the way, here's this other fact about this character that he did, like, it's just like, they're just like, mm-hmm. they're just pulling out this information at the end of the episode to resolve, like, a problem. Um, <sighs> but, but, that, but, but, yeah. It's not really a message show in that it's an action show. And, like, it claims to be a mystery show, but I don't think it does... It, it doesn't have well-written mysteries. Um, <laughs> but, nonetheless, it's a fun show. And I would highly recommend it for, for just the variety of characters that I think, like... Like, I, I love all of them. Even, like, the, the more despicable characters. Like, I think there's something to be loved about it. And it's no wonder it kind of does have its, like, own big, like, fan base in a way. Um, yeah. That's very much my take on the show. Well, I'm glad you're having fun with it. I'm having fun and I'm exhausted, so it's like, <laughs> and I'm gonna keep watching it and just like, oh god. I'd, I'll get around to watching it one of these days. I was mm-hmm. watching it and I was enjoying it, but it feels like the type of thing where I had to watch like I gotta watch like a bunch of this at once, you know? You like, do, you do. Again, I I stick by my opinion that season one kind of feels slow, and a lot of people feel that way too. I don't know if you noticed, but season one reuses all footage for new reasons. Yeah, like like remember that time in the orphanage where I was abused? Like it shows the same clip that we saw like ten seconds ago. Mm -hmm. The production quality definitely improved season three. I don't know why they did that season one, but it's very. Well, still sounds fun. Mm -hmm. Um, John, I have a request for you. Yes. Can we push the Pokemon minute to next time so you have more episodes to talk about than just one? Okay. Okay, <laughs> then let's talk about Bochi ending. Because Bochi ended, and that could be our last topic before we get into questions. Uh, Bochi. It was good. What did, what did everyone else think who watched it? It was very good. Uh, like extremely heartwarming. I this is something that I Shield Hero can go is gonna have to shield himself from my blows because I'm gonna punch <laughs> him in the fucking face because Bo- wow. Bochi deserves a season two. Yeah, instead, I want Bochi to have a million dollars budget, or more than a million because I feel like a million might actually be low. I don't know how money works or math, um, but. It's good. It's really good, and it's heartwarming, and it's what we need in these trying times. We all need friends. We need to make friends. We need to be friends with each other. I believe Absolutely. in Bochi. Yeah. I, I want a second season already. I really like Tojo Mayo-sama, which is a really good name. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Hitori Bochi has permanently fucked me up forever because every time I watch an anime and someone says they're alone, I'm like, you're not Hitori Bochi. Shut up. You're not the real one. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I think Bochi's friend is still really fucked up. That opinion has not changed. Uh, I think she needs to get a grip. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, I, I think there has to be some bigger or more satisfying uh, reason or explanation in the manga that we have I think seen. she's a damn fool that's what I think I mean did you see her in that shrine episode where she's just wearing a summer outfit for some reason damn. I think she has she has a couple screws loose 
I don't know. I, it's just cute. I love anime Virgil girl who won't be friends with anyone and keeps just saying the weirdest fucking shit all the time mm. and being a weirdo. Uh, she's great. And I just want more. I want more of it, and I hope they do more of it. Um, all right. I think that's about it. I think that's all the shows we watched that ended this week. I wanted to try to get the stuff that ended that we all watched. Um, but I think most of the stuff we're watching is still going, like JoJo's a while, and uh, Kimetsu no Yaiba is still, like, not even halfway there. Um, all right, John, do you want to take us out with questions and opinions? Yes. Uh, if you want to send in a question or an opinion, it's videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. Uh, first one is from Anonymous. Why are tracksuits such a common piece of clothing worn by protagonists in harem anime? I was watching Sekirai, Sekirai recently when I began to notice this pattern. I don't know. I just feel an attachment to them. I think they're really good. Bro, sh- 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 shut up. I like tracksuits. They're cool. Harem protagonists really love tracksuits. Yeah. I don't know what's up with it. I think it's just because a lot of people wear tracksuits in Japan. I think it is a thing, from what I've gathered from watching TV dramas. Yeah, <laughs> easy to wear. Yeah, I, I guess it's just it's just comfort. I don't see any. Um, make, make make it easy to just rip them off. Maybe so the. It's I just, because it's just what's... a recognizable thing, and they choose the character to have that listen you want the real reason i'll give it to you it's because the tracksuit's often associated with a slob type character mm. who doesn't know how to dress themselves or like take care of themselves and so then it shows like in a harem anime it's like even you slobby person at home can have a million girls just buy our figures and dvds and that's why that's a tracksuit. is that true yeah i think so actually yeah, no now that you brought that up um, yeah, yeah, um, shoujo, in shoujo, like, a lot of the, the female protagonists, um, when she's, like, in a bad state, or, like, oh, you have a character, like, quote, ugly, end quote, not really ugly, um, <laughs> they, tr- they, they try to paint them as an ugly, like, when they're, like, in not, when they're considered, you know, as the story puts them out to be, like, not beautiful, or, like, they're, the character's, like, in a tracksuit and, like, geeky yep. glasses. She probably has, like, a, a, an unflattering headband on. Her hair is oh, tied Oh, his and her circumstances. Right? Oh, yeah, yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. That's, con- I guess, yeah, I guess it's considered, like, there's no effort put into what you're doing because it's, like, comfortable clothing. I, um, I know how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see here. Um, Mighty Mighty Bostones asks, The anime devil appears before you and offers to give any anime you want a new season. But in return, all of the summer season anime this year get delayed for a whole year. Do you take their offer? Hell yes. Yeah. Oh, Need to yeah. Joe too. Yeah, I'd be down with that. Yeah, I, I mean, because, like, I'd be fine with delaying... Dr. Stone and Lord Almoloy and like uh-huh. Vinland Saga Vinland Saga yeah that, that, and that, that, the okay. panty panty found in the clubhouse oh thing. yeah that one. <laughs> yeah that no I lame. can't oh wait I changed my mind I take it back I need that now I need it <laughs> I need to know who wrote the letter Rose I'm gonna yeah. throw this out there and see if this changes your mind okay what if Promare was also included in that it's fine. I already have to wait forever. If I have to wait another year, or whatever. All right. Because right. Nichi Joe too. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd sell my soul for a Girls Less Tour second season, so mm-hmm. delaying summer anime is fine. I was gonna I was I, gonna say all of our answers should just be Nishijo. Yeah. <laughs> I agree with Nishijo. I I've always wanted a Hyoka second season, oh, sure. which I don't think will ever happen at this point. When the author themselves doesn't even want to... They have own hiatus with the own life, their own life novel, so I don't even know what's going on that. But the series itself only like adapted the first one anyway. So I don't know. <laughs> the first one did a little bit more of the others, but don't know if that will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see here. Um, Alright, uh, we have an opinion from Harlequin Wheels. Uh, stars on my end of good. But I think it would have benefited from being longer. <laughs> Jeez. Fucking going for your throat, John. <laughs> Wheels fucking going for me. Uh, and then also Bochi season two, please. We agree. I, question. Yeah, uh, question. Favorite character? O P E D end show of the season. Boy. All right. That's so loaded. Um, okay. Hmm. Okay, I need to find this ending, so you keep talking, but I, I have a joke answer, and I'm going to show it to okay. you when I find it. Um, favorite character? Probably Bochi. Um, favorite opening? Um, hmm. Probably the Bochi opening, too. Uh, and then ending? Uh, definitely Sarzanmai, no question. Sarzanmai one whipped ass. And then favorite show of the season, I think, is Bochi, but Sarazanmai is also up there. Um, just really good shows this season, so. Yeah, Bochi's my answer for three out of four of those. Uh, the only thing that I would change is the opening uh, answer, which uh, is close competition, but I would say that uh, Doro has my favorite opening of the season, even though it's a second Party's over. (laughs) Yeah. Tie as hell. Actually, no, I changed my mind. Carol on Tuesday. That's a... Oh, I still need... I'm just waiting for it to come out at this point. It's too late. I'm just like, yeah, I'll just put it on Netflix. I'll wait. Fair. Uh, For my favorite ending, I want to position this as, like, a joke answer before I say something actually real, and it's that in the... uh, randomly in the sixth episode of wise man's grandchild all of a sudden instead of the usual ending they just had this like virtual youtuber appear in mmd and just start dancing to the ending oh hell yes and it's because the virtual youtuber sings the song and she won a contest to have to be in and it it looks really not good it looks really not good. <laughs> and this just happened like at the end of an episode with no like warning or anything and it was like it's really not good. Um, but real, uh, I like the opening to uh, Fairy Gone, which I think I'm the only one who even knows that exists. Um, uh, and ending, honestly, the Senko-san ending, mostly because every time I saw it, I knew. I knew. We were going to go to Super Senko time. Hell yeah. Freedom. My yeah, my favorite opening is the first drawer opening fire. It's really good. They did a they made a mistake by changing it. Like that's I don't know why. Oh, they changed it? I didn't yeah. even know. Yeah, it's what? not for, well, for season two. And I'm like, why would you do that? That's what? fucked up. It wasn't even I it's 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 not it's not that great. It's definitely not as good. Um I 
I, I think the opposite. I like him more. Oh, wow. Really? Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Conflict emerges Conflict. in the podcast. No. <laughs> I'm sure they're both good. <laughs> Listen, the best anime opening, and they knew it because they kept it for 50 fucking episodes, was the Log Horizon opening where it just oh, yeah. goes database, mm-hmm. database. We're living in the database. Whoa. Mm-hmm. My favorite ED would be um, again. It's so far off. I'm, not, I'm um, but the the recent yeah the recent season of Bungo Stray Dogs ending song is is very great. But I think I like it because of the juxtaposition of the sequence itself, where it's literally just shots of the characters crying. <laughs> it's shots of the characters crying and being what? sad. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> no, no. Okay, it's no, but I, I think I went in earlier about the series where the show really is about accepting yourself and like I like for a show that's really action paced, it really hones it on the psychology show where like it's usually characters crying and like you know falling into their feelings and holding. I don't know. It's like a very touching ending sequence, and the song itself actually is good. But I think with those two elements combined, I I, I don't know. I, I find it both funny and touching, as bad as that sounds. Um, it's a good song though. Um, that maybe it might be too soon, but I love Nezuko from Demon Slayer. Like, I don't know. It's pretty she's good. A, yeah, she's adorable. Like, she's, oh. it's just like oh, like dog girl, mm-hmm. <laughs> basically. She is like a dog girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the I f- I feel like I just remembered what my op- what I was gonna say the best opening was, and then I completely forgot it again. Well, I said Fairy Gone before, but then I thought of another one. Oh. Oh, well. Okay. It was good, I promise. <laughs> um, Horror Errors asks, which we haven't talked about this show in a, in a bit, but uh, if you were an Oni on Kimetsu no Yaiba, what would your blood demon art be? So I guess what would our attack be if we were an evil demon from uh, Demon Slayer? Uh... Mine would be, um, I would, um, I would, like, ham bone on myself, and I would just, like, go, like, and then like, it would, like, <laughs> shoot out a bunch of, like, shock waves. Mm-hmm. That would be my power. I'd be a sleepy demon, and my snores would just <laughs> crash down upon all the others. That's you can't, you, you can't do shockwaves. I just did shockwaves. It's not It's like it makes a manifestation. Like it makes like the characters for a snore noise. Yeah. And then it just <laughs> like falls on them. Yeah. yeah. That's what I was for. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'll, I'll let it slide this time. Thank you. <laughs> uh, I just want like vampire charisma. Mm-hmm. Then I can just have like cool knights to fight for me and stuff you gotta have a you gotta shoot something (laughs) why should i shoot people at people instead i'm like you gotta fucking shoot some shit don't what you just got mad at trixie for implying that she was gonna shoot some shit because it was stealing your man she used shockwaves which was similar (laughs) 
<laughs> to be honest, if I was like some weird gremlin in general, I would be like, I would be like, I would be like, literally like, there's and there's tons of these. I would be one of those really harmless ones, but like, I would just be a hindrance to humans. I would be like one of those that would, You're you a know, squ- yeah, yeah. I would, I would just be one of those that would squat in the corner and steal your snacks. I don't want to hurt you. I just like want to steal your shit. Like, I just like want to take up space in your house, take up shelter. Thank you for your service. I will be on my way, sir. Like, I don't need to do anything else to you. You can live. But live LV, what would you shoot? <laughs> what is with this with you? What do you want to shoot? What would you shoot out of you? Do the you can and sometimes you do a Buster Beam. How about that? There you go. Right. Okay. If I did have a power, uh, I. Like, I would have some sort of, like, acidic drool thing. They oh, that's pretty good. I like penis. that. Yeah. Or, or licking people, you know, licking people. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Okay, I do the giga like... drill break. That's <laughs> Okay. So <laughs> you shoot. <laughs> What's your shoot? All right. Um, all right. Uh, let's see here. Uh, two more. Um, we got uh, Century Punk asks, Is there a show that's maybe not great, but hit you in the perfect time and place? Kill the kill. <laughs> That's my hot take because I like Kill the Kill, but it has so many issues. But also at the time, I was like, "Damn, I love Gurren Lagan. I want more." And they gave me more, kind of. And also, it was about a girl instead. Hmm. That is true. When I was uh, eleven or twelve, I stumbled upon the Shaft anime Penny Pony Dash, and. I, it was one of the first uh, shows I ever saw, and it's 26 episodes long, and I watched it in one sitting, more or less. So, that's my answer. Wow. Casually binged the two-core show as a kid, just cause. Man, I missed those days. That's what I'm gonna say. I don't mm. have that energy anymore. Yeah, for real. Um, I, let, let me tell you about the experience um, when I was younger of watching Gooda Gooda Fairies on Crunchyroll in a dark room, uh, sleep-deprived as fuck. That show is stupid as hell, but just, it's it's my kind of dumbass humor, I guess. Hell yeah. Um, hmm. So, like, it's just, it, like, they're asking, like, what impacted you, or, like, like or... Uh, I, I don't think it necessarily has to like impact you per se, but it could just be like, hey, what's the show that's like maybe not great, but like you like it just because of like where you were at the time. Oh yeah, um, I, I <laughs> Chobits. <laughs> oh, that's a, was, yeah. uh, that's something. Um, yeah, like um, yeah, definitely not formative, I would say, but I think like I think it was one of those first shows that I saw when I was transit, you know, like become, you know, like entering my teenagerhood, like, Oh yeah, I'm so much sure watches. Look, she's naked. That's cool. Um, yeah. Chubbins. Oh God. Did you, it's, see, I, did you I, see that part where he, 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 he touched her. Pussy. <laughs> hey, what is wrong? <laughs> Only I'm allowed to say pussy on this podcast, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's okay. Uh, yeah. Man. I would mm, uh, mm, probably Elfin Lead actually more. I, I think I saw those oh, shows like, at the oh, same man. time. <laughs> You're calling out like the like, fucking home runs right here. Like. <laughs> He's fucking just cracking that bat. I no, this is the problem. I think 
I saw them because whatever my cable provider was at that time, a lot of those shows were like grouped in together as like 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 no thought whoever like scheduled the program or like got the license like they were kind of just like grouped together as a choice I could make and actually watch this like on demand at that time I recall like and there were a lot of other shows I can name off the bat that were definitely like this is for adults really like a lot of like etchy shows I like I should but they're in the anime section are not separated by age group because I get like everyone thought anime is the same and some people still do like um but yeah I, I feel like I mean they kind of came out around the same time well I, I know they were they were like a talk around the same time and I think I saw those two shows around the same time so they can kind of they're kind of like on the same level of like two shows that I just just saw at a time that I thought I was edgy, you know, or yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I watched Elfin Light as a teenager and I thought it was the coolest, edgiest shit ever. Mm-hmm. It was like hell yeah, gore, blood, mm-hmm. it was fucking awesome. And then I watched mm-hmm. it like five years later and I realized, oh no, actually, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> all right, um. Okay, there's actually, like, two more that I'll go through really quick, because one of them is just a statement, but I'll save that for last. Uh, Anonymous asks, did you ever watch the Poirot slash Miss Maple anime? Also, other than Detective Conan, there seems to be a deficit of mystery series in anime. Why would you say this is? Um, well, I would say no to that first part, and also, I, I don't... I don't think that's necessarily true. Like, Elfie just talked about Bungo Stray Dogs for a while. And Thank then... you. Well, even then, well... she said it wasn't a very good mystery. <laughs> well, yeah, just to, just to add on that, I, it, it's not... Um, it, yeah, like, a lot of the mysteries in Bungo Stray Dogs is very surface, and I think that's the problem. Like, you know, I, 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 like it, tries to, it tries to build it as, like, oh, yeah, because, you know, and I think it's... I think it's I think it's trying to do mystery because we have these characters named after authors and like that's cool like you know we might as well incorporate that but like I don't think a lot of them are well written or well thought out they're very surface when it comes to mystery and I think that's the problem like it's it's hard to write well written mystery like it's hard to write it in like a way that's like this is solid I feel like if you have to do a mystery series it has to be entirely a mystery driven series you can't just be like mystery plus action plus so you know like and it, it's tough it's honestly tough to be a mystery writer you know a, a good one at that and that's probably why you know to answer your question that's probably why there's in law there isn't other there isn't a lot of other titles besides the the title conan rancher is like that wants to take a risk tackling that because it's just like a huge endeavor to do so um if especially if you're not drawing from source material if you want to make something original that's like already a difficult task like okay now we have to come up with these things you know from scratch in ways that make sense. Well, then the good news is, Anon, is that at the very least, uh, we are going to have El Malloy soon. So, yeah. There you go. There's a Miss Marple. In- okay, that makes sense. Um, uh, and then the, wow. the last thing that we have in here, uh, if you want to send <laughs> oh, in questions, man. opinions, or just uh, this, I guess, uh, go to videogamechoochoo.tumblr.com slash ask. Anonymous just says, give more. <laughs> Anime, women, pubic, hair. <laughs> Thank you. Oh yeah. Wow, yeah. I That's mean, they're not yeah, wrong. Valid. Yes, they are not. You, they're not wrong. I, I don't. They're absolutely this, correct. But, you know, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. <laughs> just, just, I just really liked your response. <laughs> like, um, yeah. We, we do. We do not. We do not control the anime girls. I'm sorry. We just, we just react to them. 
I'll stop passing along to the anime girls that are next uh-huh. meeting. All right, uh-huh. <laughs> the anime girls meeting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, all right. I, I guess that that a- is a valid point to make, though. There is a lack yeah. of that, but also listen. My real problem <laughs> is that these this anime showed me is like I legitimately get like so mad every time there's no nipples in an anime. That yeah, that's like, true. Also, like, yeah, there's it's just like, like that... fucking weird like. Mm-hmm. Ugh. There's like yeah. Meanwhile, like yeah, like the same show would probably show, you know, girls with you know nipples, but not gu- not guys. They're not. <laughs> they don't feel like drawing them on. Oh, that's the funny fucking. That's the funniest thing. I was tweeting about this. Okay, I was tweeting like, "Man, why is Gainax the only people who draw nipples?" And the, someone would said, "Listen, they're not." Code Geass had uh, full f- female like fr- top nudity or whatever in one of their episodes. But ironically, in the same episode, Suzuku does has no nipples, <laughs> which is really funny to me. So really, we should just give more anime characters nipples. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. All of them. Mm-hmm. I'm hatted up to here with this erasure. They deserve it. <laughs> and if they already have nipples, give them more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Non-negotiable. Mm-hmm. Shonen, shonen, is, shonen in general, I would say, is, is, does show nipples, generally. Like, yeah, that's true. You're like, right. Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball has so many nipples. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> I don't <laughs> know if Naruto did. I'm gonna say. I don't, uh, I don't remember. Were there, I don't remember if there are a lot of like the, the, the shirt anytime tops were well ripped, let's it was all convenient. remember can we remember if naruto had nipples <laughs> do you remember sasuke's nipples <laughs> oh yes when i was a teen i remember vividly. I, I, I feel like anytime a top was torn it's just conveniently covering yeah, the right spots exactly. i think that's really what it was yeah <sighs> disgusting anyways our next set anime is evangelion folks and um, you can watch that on netflix um, that's speaking of things conveniently covering up, you know what I'm talking about? Beer cans. Um, mm-hmm. uh, you can watch that on Netflix. We're also watching End of Evangelion. Uh, we're just gonna do the normal month because I figure most of y'all fucking seen Eva. Like, it's, it's a classic, as they say. Um, but yeah, we'll meet up in two weeks and talk about something else. Or, yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see you in two weeks. We'll talk about Eva. Don't forget you can send in questions, etc. Opinions. Love opinions to the podcast, even if it's about pubic hair for some reason. Whatever. You do you. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, if you want should I talk about the Patreon stuff, John? Do you yes. want to talk about the Patreon stuff? You should go uh, for go it. Go to patreon.com slash VGCC. Um, I'm going to be honest. We are probably going to be changing some stuff very soon. Um, we're still ironing it out. So, you know, uh, expect some changes. But I will say that I think that we need to... Uh, respect our work a little bit more and uh that will be reflected in some uh some price changes perhaps but um we will be very open about this we will be talking with uh all of you about how this will go down so uh we don't want to upset anybody we don't we want to figure out the best way to handle this um so please uh we'll we'll we're going to talk about it privately first and then we'll get in touch with the uh, with the listeners 
probably in uh, the GameZone.Zone, our Discord server, to figure out exactly how people feel about all this stuff. Because um, we want to better serve you, and we want to... And part of that is making enough money to do that. So hopefully you all understand. Um, we're going to figure this out, though, sooner than later. Uh, but for now, yeah, patreon.com slash VGCC, that's the best way to support us. So please go ahead and do that. All right. Well, then that's it for the episode this time. Thanks, as always, for listening. And I hope you have a good night, day, week, month, year, life. This is your life, like they said in the last episode of Die Buster. Mm. Have a good one. Chico